www.edu.edu backslash NBA to learn more. On the air today from 3.02 until 6, uh, well, 5.30. I'm sending them my ACT scores as well. <clears throat> Maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll see. 5.15, 5.30-ish uh, here on uh, 14.50 AM, <laughs> 96.1 FM. Also on 9.70 FM WGTK today. It's the Big X and WGTK. Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey out here again at Elk Run Golf Club celebrating the Big X Golf Scramble. It was a fantastic day. Now we're getting ready for what we hope will be an even better night as the cards prepare to kick off their 2023 season and the Jeff Brom era tonight in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. 7.30 kickoff on ESPN. We've made it this far. We have, we, Nick Roush was over here from KRC and KSR fame, and he was talking about, he's like, if I'm you guys. And on three. And on three. And whatever else they're, no, they're doing right now. Put his name on KSR it. bar. He he was like, if I'm you guys, you know, you wait all off season. College football off season feels like the longest of any of them because there's so little going on in the summer months, and you just you spend those early June days just daydreaming about when the season finally gets here, and it's finally here. But Roush is right. He's like, if I'm you guys, like, don't you just want to like, you just want to get to the game at this point? I'm excited to do a couple of hours of radio with you. I'm excited to to look ahead to the weekend. It will be to look ahead to tonight's game to talk a little bit about what happened on the golf course today. But more than anything else, I'm just ready for kickoff to finally get here and see what Jeff Brom has in store for us in his first act. I mean, it's been how long has it been? I mean, the Satterfield, I guess, first year. I mean, I know you have the new coach syndrome, but. I mean, other Satterfield's repeat years that didn't have this level of excitement for me. I mean, no. I, and I don't even know if I had. I, I, I'm safe to say. I mean, I think I we've talked about this earlier. You know, in the off season, like going into the post, like the Lamar Jackson going into his Heisman year, like this is the. I, have, I think that's the most excited this going into this season. I know I don't maybe just see that repeated. I don't doubt we'll see Heisman, but obviously, I don't know, maybe maybe not. I was excited but, going into 2017, too. He's, he's last year. You know, we, you know, we were preseason top But even 15. then, you weren't – the, the, the second the, – the, the sophomore year was, was had a higher excitement level, right? You're you coming off that bowl game. You're thinking, I think what? we were higher ranked, though, in 2017 we, preseason we than we were. We could have been, maybe. Yeah, we had, and we had Clemson coming into our house early on in the year. Like, the, the excitement started to fizzle out pretty early on when we have had that, that piss-poor game against Purdue. But then, and then it really – Went away completely after think, the Clemson blowout, I think, but I, like that. To your point, this is the most I've excited, the most excited I've felt going into a season since Lamar Jackson left us for the NFL. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I agree with that 100. percent Six days a week and twice on Sunday, but I don't know. I guess the the more the not knowing of how much what Lamar can even bring coming off that like Texas A&M game and that second season meant more of excitement to me than going into the junior year when we'd already known. You know, obviously he's a Heisman winner. He's what he is. What he is. But, yeah, I mean, it's just – I agree with Roush. I mean, it's just I'm, – I'm glad we don't have to wait till tomorrow. I'm, I mean, yeah. but, but still, I mean, this is just like counting down minutes, counting – I mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm excited. I woke up I'm, this I'm, morning. I've been in the sun all freaking – I've been up since 7.30 this morning. And you're still bringing the heat. And I have energy. I was worried about you. you know, we, we mentioned this. You know, you got up at, at 7.30. <laughs> you came out here. You got the KRC folks on the air. You got them going. You had some some fun on the course. You, know, you you were driving around. You hit some balls. We're going to talk about that a little yeah. bit later. You enjoyed yourself. You had some had a good time. Some spirit. Some other stuff. I was worried about what shape you were going to be in because this is a big deal for you. You have been driving the Jeff Brom train since before the Jeff Brom train was even really a thing. You've been talking about this man coming to Louisville since the day we started doing radio together. The moment is finally here. You've manifested it. <laughs> I was worried you were going to be half dead 
on the day of the first game when we finally got on the air. You're in good spirits. I, I'm no, I'm pumped. I You're mean, peppy. This, this, I, I, it was a little bit of a lull, maybe during the day at some point around. You know, the, the you had 12, a stare 13, going. Twelve thirteenth hole. Yeah, I had I had a little bit of a, you know daydreaming. Moment. I looked over you at you around hole thirteen, and there was just nothing there. <laughs> yes, it was just it was just a blank no. void. Just death stare. Anybody's ever described seeing me as nothing there, but you okay. were just staring into the void, staring into an abyss, and it, I, I, that's when I started to get a little concerned. But you, you picked it up. No, no. Around the think it was the seventeenth hole. The car girl came back. I said, "You know what? All right." I said, "No, I need a coke. Let me get, let me get some, some, some caffeine in me." One of our great listeners I met in the bathroom. He gave me something that pet me right up. I'm good okay, to go. Well, we don't need to say that. I mean, on the it's air. been. It's, we, we, we don't. <laughs> we don't need to say that. He seemed like air. a really nice guy. It was okay. We are on 970 WGTK today. I should say the new official so, home of Cardinal <laughs> Athletics. So. so I'm ready to roll. Let's get the Brom train going, baby. Woo! I woke up this morning and I thought you know one of the things that we've talked about. I mean, we've talked about it consistently. We talked about it on yesterday's show when Keith was here. Bringing in that that peripheral fan, the, yeah. the fan that has you know, was with us in 04, with us in 06, with us when Lamar was there. But when things get a little bit dicey, you know, they check. You can call them fair weather fans, but they're they're fans that you need if, if you're going to when everybody things going well. But the hardcore fans like the kind of fair weather when they're jumping on sure. your bandwagon. It makes you feel good a little bit, right? But I woke up this morning. It did feel like back in the day, like when Lamar was here, is from as like the fan excitement standpoint. I got a text from people who were like. This is the most excited I've been for a U of L game, and I can't tell you how long. Now, that's awesome. Having that energy, having that mm-hmm. buzz, is something that you want to bottle and, and maintain. The issue is, in order to maintain it, in order to bottle it, you've got to win games. Like, you, you know, if if we beat Georgia Tech by any score tonight, I don't care if it's thirty-four, thirty-one, or or you know, obviously forty-five to nothing would be better. Be but if you just get to one and zero, and you start looking at you know Murray State on Thursday, should be fun. We'll see what Indiana can bring to the table in a couple of weeks. But you just want to give people that opportunity to dream big and to think that this Jeff Brom thing can be as good as they want it to be. And in order for that to happen, you've got to get off to a good start, and that starts tonight. And what I think is still a a, a tricky game against Georgia Tech. I don't know whether – and I I stumbled upon this last night, this issue. So I was writing the the game day preview that that posted this morning. I was writing it last night, and I looked at both the Georgia Tech game notes and the Louisville game notes. The Louisville game notes keep referring to this as a neutral site game. You know, they have all this history of this is the yeah. like this is the fourth time that Louisville's opened the season with a neutral site game. This is the you know all, all this stuff. Georgia Tech is actively referring to this as a home game. You know, this is like you know, they are they, Do they play there. They're twelve and sixteen in their last whatever home games. The fact that there's no clarity on this like blows my mind. The fact that you know I, like on most of the the scoreboard apps that I've seen, it says Louisville at Georgia Tech. Where typically, if it's a neutral site game, it's Louisville versus Georgia Tech or Georgia Tech versus Louisville. We don't even know if this is a true road game or not. I mean, I, it's basically a road game. Though. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, you're playing in. I mean, I don't know when you play Georgia and Atlanta. Is that considered a road game? It should. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you play, but I mean, but if you played Louisville and in, in Lexington, would that be considered a road game? Yeah. I guess, well, probably, I mean. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. If you played Louisville, no, that's a little too far. But, like, when Kentucky played Gonzaga in Spokane, but it was at, like, the Spokane Civic Center and not Gonzaga's home arena, like, that was, you can call it a neutral site game all you want. That's a road game. I mean, this, this is, I mean, Georgia Tech is in the city of Atlanta. Like, yeah, are, you're right, exactly. This is like Georgia, which is even in Atlanta, which is in Athens. Yeah, Bobby Dodd Stadium is on campus yeah. in Atlanta. Mercedes-Benz Stadium is a stone's throw away. Like, this is, they, they play games there. Like, this is a home game for Georgia like, Tech. But when you go look at, like, ESPN's site or something, it's got the N on it. It's got the neutral site, you know, logo, you know, saying neutral. But uh, the ones I've seen it said at. 
No, when I went, I thought I could score one when I looked at ESPN earlier. I thought it said it had it in on next See, the, there's just no clarity. And when I, went, I know when I was on, like, sports, uh, my DraftKings or whatever last night, I thought I could score it said neutral on there as well. Well, they, they're saying, George Sick is saying home game. We're saying neutral site game. I don't know why. You'd think the roles would be reversed because you would get more credit for winning a true road game. you think Louisville would try to call this a road game and Georgia Tech would try to call it a neutral site game. But I thought that plus, was a little bit interesting. if you're Georgia Tech and you want to claim this a home game, what's that say about the spread? I mean, you're yeah. kid, that's the three points you get for home, right? They may so be getting that up. it should be like a ten point instead of a seven. They may be getting that anyway. But uh, the last I checked, Louisville's still a seven-and-a-half-point favorite for tonight's game. Uh, just over a touchdown favorite. It's Look, if nothing else, it's more than we got last year. Remember the, the big talk going into last year's game at Syracuse, for, at least from our perspective and from a lot of UL fans' perspective, was why are we only a five-and-a-half-point favorite? We have owned these guys. They're not supposed to be good. And that I think that whole, remember that number got us a little bit nervous the entire week. It kept going down towards Syracuse. What do they know that we don't know? As it turned out, yeah. they, they knew a lot more than well, we those, knew. Those stupid sports books guys know that they have, they're sitting in their million-dollar homes. If nothing else, <laughs> seven and a half feels better than five and a half. So there's that. Um, are we are we are we putting too much smoke up our own rear ends with with the spread? When you talk about that from last year. Or? I mean, I I think I'm way more nervous about this game than you are. You said you were at ten of ten confidence level a couple I, days I'm ago. I'm still I'm still kind of at a ten for ten. I, I really I'm. I'm I don't know. I don't want to make, they think that I'm overlooking Georgia Tech as much as maybe I overlooked Syracuse last year, which I, I clearly did. Is that I give more credit to our own team this year than I would probably have last year. Well, you know that makes me feel more confident. We haven't seen them play. So true, that's, that's true. You're that, right. That's something. But uh, you know, we, we are. But I'm a Brom Homer. You are a Brom Homer. We're, we're here at Elk Run. We got plenty of talk about uh, what happened on the golf course today. But I did just see this. So Louisville all week long has not released a depth chart. Can people hear that, all the crowd noise behind us? I mean, I can hear it, but I, it just sounds like noise to me. As, I don't, l- I don't as long as it's not distracting people, I'm fine with it. As long as they don't curse, I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm more so, worried about. <laughs> Louisville did not release a depth chart this week, which left us kind of wondering, what's the 2-deep look like? Yeah. They have now released a depth chart in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> is there a rule that you have to? or is it, is it, I don't think you have to. but they, I know NFL makes those rules. I'm surprised with, the, with this gambling as it is that college doesn't even force them to do it now. Well, Jeff, from the offensive depth chart I've got in front of me now. All right, let's do it. How many of these guys I got on my team? we got a lot of oars here. <laughs> Jack Plummer is your starting quarterback. Okay, he gets no oar though, right? No oar. Okay, good. But there is an oar. There are several oars behind him. That's fine. I do think that you, you can look at this and you still say, like, this is a weird thing that college coaches do. They'll put the ore there, but they'll still put the order in, like, what, what the actual depth chart order is. Yeah. And so we've heard for a while, at least I've heard for a while, it's Brock Doman's the primary backup, and then Harrison Bailey, the walk-on, in the last few weeks, I've heard from people that are close to the program. Including our texter. Including our texter, that he's, like, the number three guy. And that, yeah. like, don't be surprised if Doman comes in, if he has to come in, and doesn't play well if they go to Bailey very quickly. So Even we've though got, Pierce Clarkson has had some positive reviews, though. Yes, he he's on an upward swing, but still that, yeah. didn't really get to go through spring practice. No. He's, you know, he's very young. So the depth chart quarterback has Jack Plummer, and then the oars are all after him. It says Brock Doman or okay. Harrison Bailey okay. or Evan Conley Ooh. or Pierce Clarkson, and then you've got Brady Allen down there kind of by himself, which, which falls in line with what we've heard, which was Allen was struggling Pretty mightily during fall camp. Are you are you suggesting we should be worried that there's Conley above Pierce? No. Okay. I, I think that's more of the Pierce just Pierce isn't ready. Like he well, I he clearly has much. more of an upside, uh, more upside than Evan Conley. But if this is you know, if, if God forbid the worst happens, we have three quarterbacks get hurt on night one. You're handing the ball to Evan Conley. 
you're not throwing Pierce Clarkson in the fire there. Well, I think that's, that's I think that's all that think is. About that. <laughs> but you know, it, it would probably be one of those deals where four or five weeks from now, you could see Pierce Clarkson overtaking Evan Conner. Oh, but again, yeah. let's not. We don't need to debate the fourth or fifth string quarterback here. Hey, we got two hours. Running back, no oars. No oars. I think we. I think everybody listening could predict what the running back situation is. The Jordan. Jawar Jordan, number one. Yeah. Maurice Turner, number two. Isaac Arendo, number three. No, no real surprise there. How much do you think the shares will be for Jordan? Like maybe a three, three for him for one Turner. Yeah, and then I think Garendo will probably be short yardage. Yeah. Goal line running back. If if I had to guess, uh, wide receiver, you've got one position where there's a clear two deep, and then the other twos, uh, the the two starting wide receiver spots are both oars. So Jamari Thrash is starting. Yeah. No question about that. Gotcha. Jaden Thompson, the Cincinnati transfer, is behind him. Okay. So that's a clear one and two. I might need to look at Coleman on my roster. Well, that's Jaden Thompson. This other wide receiver pos- no. position is an or. It's your boy Kevin Coleman or Amari Huggins-Bruce. Okay. And then the third spot, Jimmy Callaway or Chris Bell. Now, tight end is just straight oars. we got four guys. They're all an or. Josh Lifson, Nate Kariski, Joey Gatewood, Jamari Johnson, they're all oars. Now, I think that the order, probably there's something to that. I think Lifson probably is going to be your starter. He's your most experienced guy. He's he scored touchdowns there, so good to go there. The offensive line, it shocks me that there are no oars there. Like We have a straight two deep at, at, at offensive line. That's good, or good, right? I think it's good, but we've got so many newcomers, it, it, it kind of surprises me that we don't have more guys that are in sort of a dead heat for playing time. But we've got... Willie Tyler at left tackle, the Rutgers transfer. We've got Michael Gonzalez, who's very, very versatile at left guard. John Paul Flores, the Virginia transfer, is behind him. Center Brian Hudson, no question about it, our all-ACC guy. Ronaldo Brown, another returnee at right guard. And then Eric Miller at right tackle. So that's that's something. The fact that we don't have – I mean, Flores, I thought, was a a guy who would compete for a starting spot, maybe would get an oar. But the offensive line is set. So that's your offense for tonight. Those are your starters. That's your, your, your two deep. A lot of oars there. I don't think any major surprises, but no. I guess I, 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 I guess in my own mind, maybe it's the Coleman fan in me with thinking the two. But now I think about it, uh, probably he's more of a slot guy with where Bruce would be as well. So I could see them being at that oar at three spot. Uh, I'm trying to find the the, the defensive roster. Uh, defense uh, again. We're working with hotspot internet here, so it's a little it's a little tough to How's figure out. How's different than being in the other studio? It's pretty much the same. Yeah, it's, 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 somehow, it's, it's somehow a little bit worse. Well, you, the sand lot around us. Well, you can't <laughs> find stuff for me is the only difference. Uh, oh, here we go. yeah. I can pull my phone if you want. The d- the defense here, Ashton Galati, a starter at defensive end, no surprise there. A little bit of a surprise at, at uh, defensive tackle where Destel was the full-time starter last year. Yeah. It's Destel or Toffee Thomas, and then behind them is Selah Brown, the, the former male high standout. Yep. Ramon Perrier is a starter at, at the other defensive tackle, former uh, Eastern High School walk-on who earned a scholarship last year. He's backed up. Jermaine Lole is an oar behind him, along with Jared Dawson and Jeff Clark. And then Stephen Heron, who we had heard yesterday, the, 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 the random yeah. rumor came out of nowhere that he's, he, maybe he's hurt. He's a starter uh, tonight. He, he is a, a full-on starter. And then Cam Wilson or Popeye Williams are behind him. Ben Perry is a starter at linebacker. He plays that card position. I don't think that's a surprise. Uh, Jalen Alderman, who – the hero of the UCF game a couple of years ago. We haven't heard much about him. He beats out Keith Brown, who was one of the real standouts of fall camp during the open practices. He's a straight-up starter at linebacker alongside – That's the Oregon transfer, right? Yeah, Keith Brown, who did some really good things. Stan Quan Clark also is the third string. Kind of maybe surprised not to see an order there. I think he'll get snaps, but maybe just not ready as a true freshman. And then TJ Quinn, who uh, is the – 
the most experienced returning linebacker, which is not saying a great deal, but he was the leading tackler. He was the defensive MVP of the spring game. He's been a standout during fall camp. He is your other starter at linebacker. So, no, I, I mean, I, I think I'm a little bit surprised that it's Jalen Alderman over Keith Brown, but besides that, not a huge shock. Now, the secondary is where I'm the most interested, and the most shocking thing to me is I just look at this for the first time. We've got no oars. There's no, no oars. I mean, you thought it was all. I thought it was going to be all oars. But we've got a set group of four starters. Jarvis Brownlee yeah. is a just beats out Storm Duck, one of the top transfers in, in the country, who comes in from North Carolina after an all-ACC season. Brownlee wins the job. Quincy Riley, the other returnee, also wins the job, beats out Trey Franklin. And then in the secondary, you, know, you, you lose MJ Griffin. That's your fault for not eating the salad. you got Josh Minkins and then the Baylor transfer, Devin Neal, with Cameron Kelly being Cameron Kelly, the North Carolina transfer, being the primary backup at both of those safety spots. You would so, assume Storm Duck's a nickelback, though, right? Well, he's—I mean, one of the two cornerbacks. He's—he's yeah. he's over there. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think Cameron Kelly could probably play that role as well. Okay. But all these guys are probably going to get playing time. Now, we've got a kicker and punter pulling double duty, it looks like, with the depth chart. Brock Travelstead is your starting kicker. There's no question about it. He is uh, in a tie with Carter Schwartz for the punting job. So that could be a little bit interesting. We, when's the last time we had a hybrid kicker-punter? I think it was, um, oh, what's his name from Mail? Uh, he did it a little bit. Back, Wade, uh, not Wade Tolaka. That was no. Trinity. Yeah, you're Way right. back in the day, uh, back in like, he was, he's my age. I can't remember. Now it's driving me crazy. But he was he kicked and punted. But he was more of a specialist slash punter than he was a field goal kicker. Uh, looks like our returnee will be Jawar Jordan and Isaac Garendo, our punt returner. This could be exciting. Kevin Coleman back nice. there deep for punts. Yeah. That'll be fun. So that's your depth chart for tonight's game. Cards against Georgia Tech. Again, 7.30 kickoff. You can hear it on 970 WGTK. Or you can watch it on ESPN unless. Yeah, you might have to listen to the radio. If you have Spectrum. You better be loving the fact we're going to be on the radio, people. The Spectrum thing is is nuts. This is just, I mean, uh, and, and I'm one of the victims. And it was, yeah, it is. I uh, genuinely, one of the things, I tried to go to bed early last night. I got home around midnight, and I wanted to go to bed early, and I just, I just probably was, what kept me up later than I needed to be for today was worrying about how I'm going to watch this game tonight. I felt bad for people who were really excited for college football last night who were you know, yeah. probably primarily excited for Florida versus Utah. And then right at 8 o'clock is when Spectrum dropped all the Disney networks, including uh, ESPN, and had the statement out there, you know, we can't move, come to man. any sort of agreement and all this stuff. And it does. I mean, if you are a Spectrum customer tonight, you're scrambling. Like, you, you get yeah. scrambling to watch the game, unless there's something that's happened in the last few hours that I haven't seen. Or something the bars are loving it, at least, so, until some point. I mean, yeah. It's, but... It, Anyways, uh, before we – I do want to talk a little bit about the golf. I know that, that maybe people don't care as much about the golf as they would ordinarily with, uh, with, with Louisville playing Georgia Tech tonight. But we have to talk about it after the break briefly because you did something incredible today. <laughs> Our team did a couple of things. The Louisville is going to do something incredible tonight. I think, I think we've reestablished the vibes is what I'm getting at. The vibes have been good Louisville all day long. Out Georgia Tech and no one in Louisville can watch it on Spectrum. Does it really happen? Well, yes, <laughs> if they win the game. That, that's the answer. But we'd be remiss if we didn't at least in the first segment talk about the big news in the world of the ACC, which is the ACC now officially adding SMU, Stanford, and California. Yeah. So that means – I did love seeing – the first thing I saw somebody somebody texted me this morning was like, ACC legend Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I cannot wait to watch the uh, – um, 
great great moments in ACC history. The band is on the field. Yeah, Russ Smith I hitting mean, six threes against SMU and then puking in a, in a, in a garbage can. Classic ACC matchup. <laughs> Once ACC power, SMU and the Pony Express. The, the dark times that were once. When I saw this happen this morning, when I saw the news breaking, it was before I left for the, the golf course, my reaction to it was exactly what I thought my reaction to it was. It was like, okay, you know, whatever. Like, if, 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 if the news had been ACC staying pat at 15 teams, 14 for football, and this isn't happening, my reaction would have been the exact same. Okay. Like, adding these three teams, I guess it's good for stability. I guess it's good to have $2 million extra dollars for, uh, for two, which I love how they act like this was the tipping point. There's all. I mean, this is a billion-dollar industry. We get the Big Ten talking about billions of dollars with their TV deal alone, and the ACC is like adding these three schools that may suck at football is still going to give everybody two million extra dollars. That's like saying like you know we're we're adding 17 shows to the Big X, and you guys are going to get three more dollars as a result. Like it just. Yeah, I'm like cool. Like Jerry's residual checks. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like it, it doesn't that doesn't really do that. You know, either add them or don't. Like I I'm I'm fine with it, but it's not. Anything that really moves my needle. I mean, well, we've already kind of we were half expecting it anyway for a couple weeks now. I mean, yeah. I mean, we'd be I guess somewhat more shocked if they didn't go through it. Weirdly and sadly, the first thing I kind of thought when when I saw it was just like, if this had been a year earlier, we wouldn't have been last in the ACC in basketball. Yeah, we would we would have actually finished second. We would, we would not have finished last. Well, now they did win two Pac-12 games as well. Yeah, but we would have, I would assume. Would we have beaten that Cal team? I can only hope we would. I would we would have been an underdog. They had a better Ken Palm rating than us. I don't know. I think, I think we would have beaten them, right? We would have, I mean, that whole column that, uh, that, that uh, you know. We're not the, losing the ask you or whatever his name was. Brett Dawson wrote that whole column for the CJ when he was like, you know, who would win a theoretical game between Louisville and Cal? And all these fans got mad. And he's like, what do you, he's like, do you want me to write seriously about this 2-16 and 16 <laughs> yeah, team? What do you say? We would have had the actual answer if we'd been in the same conference last year. But uh, we'll never know. We've got. Statements out from both Josh Hurd, Josh Hurd and Kim Schatzel, the, the AD and the president, have both released statements. Um, Josh Hurd said this. It's great. It's a wonderful addition. He said, uh, I'm skipping ahead to the quote-unquote good part here. Yeah. The addition of these three world-class academic and athletic institutions is a transformative moment for the ACC and the University of Louisville. Already one of the strongest athletic conferences in the country, the ACC will now truly be a nationwide power spanning from coast to coast. The expansion will provide increased revenue to the ACC and the University of Louisville, broaden the Cardinals brand nationally, provide greater stability for the conference, and align UofL with even more of higher education's greatest institutions. While there are still questions to be resolved in the months ahead regarding scheduling, travel, and logistics, as a conference we have worked hard to develop a plan that limits the impact on our student-athletes. Okay, I want to express my sincere appreciation for Commissioner Phillips' leadership as well as the partnership and dedicated work of President Schatzel, whose strong voice among her peers helped make today's announcement a reality. Below, please see the President's statement. Thank you all to Card Nation for your continued passion and support. I think we can be a rival with Stanford. I, I mean, it's the battle for the Cardinal. The Cardinal, yeah. I, the think, I think that we can get some heated going right here, right? I also like that, you know, I went to L Law School for a year. I basically I went to a school that is... In the same league as Stanford, I yeah. pretty I pretty much went to Stanford Law School, <laughs> or I dabbled at Cal Berkeley. What's the family guy? My my wife did kiss. It's like I've done kiss. Or <laughs> it's great. I was thinking more of uh, of knocked up, where he's like, I didn't go to Harvard Business School for four years. He's like, didn't you go to Santa Monica Community College? I went where I went. <laughs> I think that could be. I mean, we've been looking for a rival. 
Stanford? Stanford, yeah. Cardinal. We'll, we'll, we'll be the real Cardinal. Battle for the sea. As long as it's not like swim and dive or anything like that. Because I, <laughs> I, I know we've, we've made great progress. We're a top 15 team in swim and dive. I don't think we're taking out Stanford in that or water polo. I mean, I think we can sweep them in the major sports. I don't know about baseball, but I mean, I'm sure we're better than baseball, right? They're pretty good at baseball, but I, I think we're think better. Yeah, I think we are. I think we're better. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> we got to have some kind of rival. I'm tired of people trying to say Virginia. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, well. It's been almost 10 years we don't have a rival. That's just kind of sad. We were man. waiting for a more academic power. <laughs> Virginia's just below us. Right below us. We needed somebody with higher standards, so we're going with Stanford. Somebody at our level. Uh, we are going to it at about, uh, I guess, I don't know what, uh, I'm trying to figure out, we're trying to figure out what we're going off the air. Uh, I'm just doing what you tell me to do, man. Well, thank you for that. We're, for our last segment, we are doing our, our pick-em segments back this week. We had our high school yeah. game of the week. We'll pick the best local games. Didn't and I win the, that last year? You did. I won the first year. You won last year. I think you were up by two going into the last week, and then I got COVID, so we didn't get to pick the last week. <laughs> Don't blame COVID. <laughs> COVID's taken everything from me, including my Pick'em Championship. So you are you are wearing the crown going into yeah. this year. So we'll do that, and, of course, we'll end it with the pick of tonight's House. game between Louisville and Georgia Tech. We'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about what happened on the course, a bobblehead update, uh, all that good stuff coming your way. It's the Mike Rutherford Show live from Elk Run Golf Club here on 1450 AM, 96, uh, 90, 970 WGTK, uh, and then whatever other station. Wherever you're listening. Wherever you're listening, we're all good here. It's the Big X. We'll be right back after Everybody hands go up. And they stay there. And they stay there. And they stay there. Friday edition, football's here, September's here, fall is here, doesn't feel like it, but but it is, why not? If football is starting, crazy right now. If I mean. it's September, it's fall, it's football, it's Brom, it's all happening, we're out here at Elk Run Golf Club. Also, quick shouts to, to Scooter Dingus, who's back there at the studio. Trevor gave him no music for the show. He's coming through, isn't he? Also, Scoots, how are you feeling right now? I don't know if you can talk to us, I'm a little bit worried about you. <laughs> what are you worried for? I'm good. <laughs> Scoots was enjoying himself on the course. Yeah. yeah. Well, except when he was driving. And after the course. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I know I know my limits, Mike. I know when to cut myself off. I'm good. Yeah. All I'm Bro, saying I is. I can handle my sedatives. <laughs> if it continued, I was going to be. I mean, you are calling an Indiana high school football game tonight. Yeah. It may have been the first time that I listened to a full Indiana high school football game just for the, the potential Brockmeyer effect, as Trevor put it. Uh, but you, you, you're doing well. I apologize for Trevor not giving you any music, especially on the first game day of the Jeff Brom era. You're handling it well. Yeah, what the hell, Trevor? It's game day. You couldn't leave me any music, but it's all good. I've I've got a nice little list lined up, and yeah, Mike, See, I'm good. I've, I've got a Southern Indiana game tonight, so I've got to be good. So I, I cut myself off at a certain time. I will be good to go come game time. Like that time was 2.50. Yes. Since he was walking out the door. When the last shot was ripped as he was. <laughs> My, I've, got a, I've got a strict four-hour cutoff. So, yeah, 3 o'clock, I'm, I'm good. No more. He's good to go. Uh, we, we did have a – he's fine. Don't worry about him. He's going to be fine. He, he does this on a regular basis. Absolutely. It's all good. Yeah, no problem. This is how the, this is how the Big X operates. So, uh, we, did, so we, we are out here at Elk Run Golf Club for the, the second annual Big X Golf – well, last year was the KRC Golf Scramble. Yeah, this year yeah. 
it's the Big X Golf Scramble, an all-encompassing all golf year, scramble. Last year, for what it's worth, was the Big X Scramble as well. Everyone just called it the KRC Scramble. Well, that's yeah, because that's pretty much what it was. Which well, because Spears wasn't invited, we weren't invited. Well, no, Spears was actually there last year, Trevor. Oh. We were just the only show that was promoting it. So yeah, well, yeah. I was happy to be a part of it this year. We had a great time. I played in a foursome with uh, the KRC boys, TJ Walker and Nick Roush, and Scoots. And look, like you know, when I started seeing us play a little bit, I was like, you know, this this team, we've got four kind of average to below average players. It's a scramble. You've got the the bad sort of assembly of a scramble team because we don't have the A player. We don't have the guy who's consistently long off the tee, the guy who's not going to miss a, a short putt. Like You don't have that guy that's going to guarantee that you're not going to bogey a hole in a scramble, which we could have used. So like, <laughs> I'm like, I think if we go six under, I'll feel pretty good about that. Like that that'll be a great round. And they were like, I think we're going to go – we need to go seven under. That's the goal. So we're seven under through 11 thanks okay. to some unbelievable play. Like Roush hits three – Huge birdie putts, one, the last of which is like 60 feet out. It's oh, I saw that was impressive. It hops off the club. It's, it's not a thing of beauty. But I'm like, man, this, this foursome has no business being 7 under through 11. If we can keep this up, like, you know, we're probably going to be one of the top three, three or four teams here. We finished at 5 under. Which was a. That's well, not bad. It was a. The I think the drink started flowing a little bit too much for everybody <laughs> besides me. The other other stuff started flowing a little bit too much for everybody besides me. We lost. I'll tell you exactly when. When we lost. No, it. I know when it was. Yeah, it was when we, we had our hopes up. There was a par five. Uh, we were about 220 out. Yep. And I hit a, hit a three wood. Hit it, hit it very nice. It rolled up onto the green. You know, it kind of had a slow trickle up to the green. And then it looks like it sort of like either goes right by the hole or lips the hole or something like, like right there. And I'm like, we're like, damn, that's going to be a pretty good eagle putt. But you're so far away, you can't really tell. So we drive up there. And I see, you know, you guys are up there before me and Scoots. And, and I see, like, Roush and Walker looking back. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they think that there's maybe something going on. So, like, they, like, intern Jacob, who played with us. Who's, who I was riding with. Who's very good at golf. Like, he played by himself, and I think he shot two under out there today. Like, he's, he's good. It made me even more mad when we started playing poorly at the end. He's like, he's, like, beating us by himself on holes. But he's, you know, he's like, I think it went in. And so, like, TJ starts filming me to, like, walk up there to see if I, I made this albatross. And I'm like, you know, I, I was like, I think I saw, I saw it kind of disappear. I go up there. I slow, like, heart's pounding. I'm like, is this how I die? Like, what are we going to do if we make this? And the ball's not in the hole. Uh, the ball's not even on the green. The ball is Well, no wonder Jacob didn't see it. <laughs> the ball has slowly rolled off the green. We, we did get up and down to make birdie. But that was the beginning of the end. I think that was the last birdie we made. We ended up making a couple of bogeys, which was embarrassing. Yeah, that's that's what distracted us at that point. Was 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 the disappointment of that. Ball. It was, and, and from that point forward, we just we, we always drove it well off the tee. We always had at least one guy that hit a good drive that left us like between 100 and like 140 yards out. We our approach game just sucked, and then we all just started. We all missed. Uh, there were two relatively short putts that all four of us missed, and that was that was embarrassing. But we well, finished Roush the five. Was the putt, like you said, once Roush's putting was unbelievable. Like when he, he kind of went Mitch Williams out of nowhere, just he, he couldn't putt anymore, and that killed y'all. It was Roush magic, and like I mean, I usually my short game is the best part of my game. My short game left very much to be desired. I had a really good chip on two, and I don't think I did. And I had a couple of short putts, but like I didn't hit anything else. It was bad. Um, but we you know we had a lot of fun. It was a great time, and I think the moment. Of the round, and I've, I've, I posted this on Twitter. If you haven't seen it, no, yet. I thought the moment was the the, the, the score versus Spears' team. But We're gonna get there. Okay, okay. But the moment of the round was Roush Duff's a drive 
into like just like this little brush that's yes. like maybe 20 feet in front of us. It's like total duff. And Trevor, you said for like the third or fourth time, you're like, I could have done better than that. Like anytime somebody had a bad shot, you're like, I can do better than that. And Roush is like, all right, it's time to prove it. See if you can drive it further than me. And I had my doubts. I th- th- you get out there, you start waggling the golf club like you're Gary Sheffield going up to the plate. I was looking for my Eric Davis to elbow down a little bit, you know. I would have put odds at three to one of you missing entirely, and like I two put, to one. Put money on it. I was. Like, I was. I was a little bit nervous. I, I didn't think it was going to go well. Smoked it. Right down the fair. Couldn't have piped it harder. <laughs> Somebody put a shot tracker on it. On the state of Louisville, guys put their shot tracker on it. Shot to Presley Meyer. I'm assuming that's you. But like. like Perfect distance. Like, you, you drop the club, you drop the mic, place is going nuts. The, go- the the reverberations were sounding across Elk Run like Tiger just holed out on 13 at Augusta. It was unbelievable. It was the mo- That was the moment where the vibes changed back to our side and where I started feeling very confident about tonight's game. I mean, I, why are you shocked? It wasn't everything else. Smoking everything else out there. I mean, why not the ball, too? Okay. I mean, I just nailed it. I felt good. You know what I'm saying? I just uh, – had the groove, you know. Had the had, had got to get the thumbs lined up, got to get the back loosened up right there. Just nailed it, knocked the snot of it, and that wasn't my only one. You did. I think you ended up hitting like three shots. Hey, three. Now the second. All one, of them went in the air. The second one, I'm still a little upset about because he wouldn't give me the big dog. He gave me some like. You're hitting on a par three, and you wanted to hit driver for like 140 out, and you hit a, an iron, and it look it, it went down and went probably like, like 90 yards, pretty yeah, straight. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I, I, I sailed on the fairway, I think, on the third one. You did. You were on the fairway again. And the third one I hit wasn't. Uh, I think Jacob said it went 200. It was a million percent better than I thought it was going. He to told be. me 200. That's all. I, that's all I'm saying. I'm trusting Jacob. Probably about 200. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was great. I hit three golf balls farther than I probably could walk. Well, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's impress- See, I told you. See, now you're questioning me. I t- put me in a batting cage. It was a wonderful day. Now, you start, you're, starting, you're starting to wonder now maybe I can outrun that alligator, right? No. You're starting to think maybe that pole vault maybe isn't too over too high. Over. Neither of those things are happening. You're starting right to now. wonder maybe I will beat out Patrick on my ACT score. I told you. Dinner Trevor was a little more a little athletic, you know. I, I got around. I was impressed by the golf shot. I thought Trevor had his prime. Let's stop while we're ahead. <laughs> that, the golf shots were great. Now, and the, you didn't get to see me on the on the green. You didn't see my short game. I no, you didn't putt. I didn't putt. I was. I, was, I didn't want to embarrass Roush. Anymore, we also didn't honest. really get out of the cart. I mean, Roush was you know, feeling bad enough as is because I'm already you know blowing my ball right past him. He's over here, you know. He's so, a golfer. I'm over here making. I thought it was supposed to be hard. I don't know what the hell y'all are complaining about. Now the the big story of the day. <laughs> it happened around. I want to say hole fourteen, fifth hole fifteen. <laughs> Scoots has gotten a little too the loose. Third, the third cart girl business. Hole 16, Mike. Hole, hole 16. 16 was when this happened. End, end when, of 16. When my world changed forever. Hole 16, Scoots is he's having a good time. And yeah. you know, we're in the cart together. We pull up on the green, and he goes ahead and he says, you know what? <laughs> it's time to come clean. The whole bobblehead thing with Spears, I was an accomplice. <laughs> It was me, Austin. It was me, it was me the <laughs> whole time. Heartbroken. He says. I was like, no. Yeah. I, I was shocked by this. I was. I mean, I'm surprised you still rode around the last two holes with him in the car. I thought you were going to kick him out. And make I him was. I, I will say I did feel slightly vindicated that we brought up Scoots as a legitimate suspect. Because I felt yeah. bad about that after I thought that he was innocent in all this. <laughs> but it turns out Spears saw the bobblehead. And it wasn't as malicious as he made it out to be on the radio on Wednesday or whenever he did this. It was still funny, though. He, he really yeah, it was. He really wasn't like, I, I, I want it, I'm taking it. Dugan said I could have whatever I want. 
He's playing the villain character well. Yeah, his Brook Assault character's done well, well. But he really was like, I'd heard Mike talking about it. Again, lying about how often he listens to the show. I'd heard Mike talking about it. Let's hide it. So, Elizabeth the Cookie Lady Bobblehead never actually left the studio. She, she never was, even left? She was there the whole time. We would have found her if we had known to look for her, but we thought she was abducted. And... She was there the whole time. She was there the whole time. She never actually left. She was there the entire time. And Spears was like... What a twist. It was an absolute twist. I mean, M. Night could have done better himself. So Spears' team, I believe, shot two under. We shot five under. So he told me... I know. I now know the location oh, okay. of the Cookie Lady Bobblehead. But... And he was like, he's like, it was great content for my show. All this... I was like, we don't do stuff like this for content, Spears. <laughs> This was a personal, personal vibe-changing moment for the first week of the Jeff Brom era. You, pl- you, more, you more than played with fire. You tossed those little devil sticks into fire and were throwing them up in the air and catching them with your mouth. Oh, yeah. Scooch, what do you have to say for yourself is my, is my, my question here. Uh, I mean, basically just it was a funny prank. Spears, was it? <laughs> was Spears had, Glad we're all laughing about it. I, yeah. I guess it was Tuesday. Spears had mentioned. Elizabeth's not laughing too hard. Glad theft is so funny. No, he, Spears was like, you know, I like that bobblehead. And I was like, uh, you might not want to take that. It's Mike's. Trevor gave it to him. I told him the whole backstory. And he was like, oh, no, I'm going to take it. I, th- I think I'm going to walk out of the studio <laughs> with like it. Spears. And so I told him, I was like, Spears, you know what would be really funny? What if we hid the bobblehead and made this a whole big thing for the rest of the week? And we didn't, admittedly, me and Spears did not expect it to turn into what it was. But once it did, my gosh, it was so funny. I, I was so happy to follow along all week. Glad we're all having a good time. Yeah. Glad we're all. It was, glad the theft of personal property. It was all for was such a joke to people that work at the station. It was all a good time, but Mike, I can tell you, I confirmed. I went back to the window ledge, and she is back in her rightful spot. So thank God. All good to you go. Better, I need a picture confirmation. I need I'll visual. S- I'll send you one. Okay. I mean, Scoots and everything to worry about all week. You play so Ohio State. Yeah, he that's knows true. What's gonna happen tomorrow? Yeah. I also, I Scoots' brother Zach came over and, and talked to me for a little bit when I was sitting over here uh, before the show. I met him too. Yeah, he was very, very cool. He's a big U of L fan. He has no idea how Scoots ended up. I won't use the words that he said, but he has no idea how Scoots ended up being an IU fan and on the Kentucky show is what he said. Uh, but, but he but, did go to IU though. I don't care. Okay, my bad. I, I went to Western. I went to Dayton, yeah. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yes, but Scoots' brother was awesome. Very much uh, cooler. Than, he's he's the, the number one dingus in my book now, ahead of Scooter. Uh, <laughs> there's no question about that. But uh, the, 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 the vibes have been restored. Trevor's golf nice. game helped. Getting the Cookie Lady bobblehead back certainly helped. I also I woke up this morning feeling like really good for the first time in a long time. Felt kind of clear. I, it was a nice. weird thing. My HRV on my little it was like triple of what it's been recently, which usually can dictate how I feel. I feel like we're we've rectified this. I said yesterday we had 24 hours to get this thing right. I feel like we've gotten I, it right I, now. Yeah, I think everything's great. Yeah, I mean, just like the if the damn Reds would get their heads out of there. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. We don't talk about the Reds. It's the only thing. But there are look, there are a lot of U of L fans who are Cubs fans. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I mean, so yeah, I mean, it's and Bur- and one of the birdies plays for the Cubs. Does he still? Yeah, he's in. He's in. He's in, he's in Omaha though. He's on the uh, well, uh, so he doesn't play for the Cubs. He plays well, he's on uh, what's a uh, rehab stint. Okay. So, but he's on the roster, damn it, it counts. Sure. He's on the forty. I'll take it at this point. <laughs> I'll take it if I can get. I just feel the, the fact that I was able to hit those ball all three and just bomb them 
just makes me think that we're going to get at least three deep balls tonight. It was wonderful. I mean, I think that's three. I think we're getting three deep balls tonight at least. I'll say this: like the when we were in the in the zone, when Roush made the last of his bomb putts, like the last one, like this was a like this is a fairly large green. His ball is on the very back of the green. The pins on the very front of the green. We all like kind of hit decent lag putts to where we're like, all right, at least we got a par. Roush hits this. It's it's a chut. Not really even a putt. It's a combination of a chip and a putt. It bounces like five times off his putter. And it's got a good line. When it goes in, it's like <laughs> one of the biggest sports celebrations I've been a part of in a long time. Like we're like, <laughs> Yo, y'all we're like, going nuts, like chest yeah. bumping. Like it was, it was all, it was a, it was an adrenaline rush. That was wonderful. That, was I a, think that was the moment when y'all all turned around, and started walking back to me, and just my mindset. And with TJ was playing this music, and I think it was like Biggie Smalls playing. You guys came walking. I just had this like picture, like the, like the the, the goofiest looking group of entourage, like. like Entourage like spin off the race straight to DVD version. Ten times wider than the actual yeah, entourage. Like, I just y'all came walking after y'all were celebrating that. Uh, I, I wish I'd had the camera out with the music in the background. It was perfect. It was a great moment. It, it it's was. Been a, it's been a great day out here. Um, Those moments TJ said you remember, right? Big thanks to the Elk Run folks. Big thanks to uh, Shady Rays. They hooked us up with some stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, they didn't hook you up. No, I got glasses right there. Oh, you did? Well, those are my. I brought them with. Have the old ones. They, they, they did. Scoots, did you get your bag? I was worried that you weren't going to get your your gift bag. Uh, no, no, I didn't. Oh, he, there is a there is a bag out on the main lobby out there on the main porch that says Justin on it. All so. right, sweet. I'll well, grab it for you, Scoots. Don't no, worry. I'll yeah, be Sco- Trevor just got a free pair of Shady yeah, Rays glasses uh, for why golf. Did I, get, I didn't get it. Why did I get a gift bag? I, I want to give. Uh, I don't know. I don't complain. I'm just saying. I don't know why you didn't. Get I'll, one. I'll be it's, back after your all show. It's all good. I'll grab it okay. there. No one remembers Trevor. Well. Like the forgot, like a lot of people out here remember Trevor. A lot like of people wanted to talk to Trevor. Eeyore over here. <laughs> you got a lot of people that were excited to see you. There were, I mean, I had a good time, yeah. I did like the people that came up to me, and they were like, you know, I pulled in. I was like, you know, kind of looking for, you know, you know, which one's Mike, which one's TJ. They're like, I saw Trevor right away. I'm like, yeah, he's <laughs> well, I am a, he's distinctive. I look like Kool Aid. You can't miss me, really. <laughs> you, I mean? you are wearing your, your game red. day red shirt. We both came in red. You've got a polo on, which is yeah, yeah. I got a polo. Got yeah, got I got. Somebody, I think on Twitter said something about shocked I wasn't wearing flip flops. Truth be told, red and black shoes. Red I, w- and black. I woke up this morning and I started to put the flip flops on as I was starting to walk through the door. I thought, oh crap, I'm on a golf course. I got to put shoes on. <laughs> you didn't have to. You could have fit right in. You've been fine. So I was like, so I turned around and I put, yeah, put, put the shoes on. Yeah, I don't throw the tennis shoes out too often, especially in the summertime. But yeah, got the polo. I, I, I had to come to the golf course. I had to wear my golf. It's all happening. Now, did you watch any of the – I know Florida, Utah was off for your spectrum. Did you watch any of the football last night? I didn't get a chance. I was – because I can't I – have, because I have spectrum, I couldn't even stream games on my uh, ESPN stuff. I, watched, I was stranded in the bats game by the time they, they finished up. I got home, um, and I think Arizona State was still playing or something. Yeah, they played the late game. Yeah, but, I was again, I tried to get to bed early because, you know, I wanted to get up, but yeah. So I, I I did when I was going when I was in bed right where you call, call tonight I didn't notice they were still playing but no I didn't get a chance to watch any actually I watched as I was waiting at the bar here earlier uh, watched some of the floor, watching some of it on the big screen the replay that's the most I've seen of it yeah so far yeah it was I mean seeing Utah scoring their first offensive play seventy yard bomb was very cool I, saw, I, saw that. I did see that highlight yeah that was fun you could tell kind of early on that Utah was the just superior team that it was going to be a long day for yeah. for Billy Napier and company. Um, Should have taken Florida Plus. That was the only one I missed last night. Went one, went two out of three. I, I was the only one of us who picked Nebraska straight up, and for a long time I'm thinking, like, hey, I, I nailed that pick. They've exercised some demons here. And then they do what Nebraska has done for, like, the last five years, which is fall apart in the fourth quarter and lose on a last-second score. 
They have oh, now don't, don't the they have second. now lost twelve of their last fourteen one score games, and twenty of their last twenty four games have resulted in one score losses, I mean, which is unfathomable. They're going to lose it when they win, win a close game, right? I mean, it's I, I guess at this point, like you, you need uh, like is it, it going to be their Christian Wofford moment? You need like seventeen of those seven? to feel like you're back at even level. Like all their their ridiculous losses, I feel like. All of their good juju has gone to Clemson. Whatever god that Dabo is worshiping, he needs to send him to Nebraska's way because Nebraska's working the, worshiping the wow. opposite, opposite god. They're still paying for the karma of the Tom Osborne devil. Maybe that's what probably, it is. But, I mean, because Nebraska football is kind of like IU basketball in a way. I mean, so if they win that close game, that's their Wofford moment. Maybe it's against Kansas or Kansas State or something. Maybe Oklahoma. Maybe they, they, like, they, they, they get the one. They get, like, when they're, it happens, they're already so all out of hope because they always lose these games in the I first know. few weekends. I so, love the, the first the, – they were giving uh, – because Omaha's playing the Bats, so the Bats are playing at Omaha. So Nick Curran was giving some updates during the, the uh, Minnesota-Nebraska game as he was doing the Bats game last night. And he's at halftime. He's, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, oh, quick update. Nebraska with the ball, second and goal. So, of course, interception in the end zone. <laughs> and he's just so nuts. And without even skipping a beat, like, true professional that he is. I was thinking to myself, I'm listening to that, and I'm a Nebraska. I'm like, that's, they found every way to lose that game. Did you see the interception they threw before the half? They threw the the worst interception this. I've ever seen before. The, and then, I mean, the, the game tying touchdown happens on a fourth and ten play from the, the twenty yard line. Like there were, it was like so many times last year. I feel like with our team, but on acid, where it was like, if you just make one play here, 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 or here, or just don't do this this one time, we're going to win the game. All of those plays had to go Minnesota's way for Minnesota to win that Man. game. And, of course, Nebraska played a large part in that. But it was fun just to have uh, – it felt like college football was back last like night. A having a game. <laughs> yeah, having a Thursday night where you've got multiple games at the same time and you know, one of them is coming down to the wire and you've got like – I mean, even NC State-UConn was – I mean, that was – Was UConn covered? You called that. And I, I, I went with you on the underdogs last night and Florida, the only one didn't pay off. But. As someone who is very concerned about that week five game on the road at NC State on a Friday – Seeing Brennan Armstrong and that offense look so pedestrian against UConn, who I know was, was better last year, is still something that made me feel encouraged. They win 24-14, to 14, yeah. and it really was a game where they just, you know, I think Armstrong's really good. He's back with his old offensive coordinator, Robert and I, who makes his way all over the ACC. But they don't have a, like, they lost all of their best weapons on the outside last year, and I think that showed last He doesn't have guys to throw to. Uh, and granted, you know, it's week one, things will get better. But that made me feel a little bit more confident about that game. So that was fun. Wake Forest uh, took care of business against Elon in the only other ACC game. I think they won 37-17. to Didn't look overly impressive by, by what I've read. But still, 20-point win in week one against anybody you're going to take. But it was just nice to have college football back it last was. night. It was. Yep, I agree 100%. It was beautiful. Uh, we've got, let's see. I wish I just won more money. we got five minutes left here. We'll, we'll take some text. We'll, we'll turn it over to the text line uh, starting at the 4 o'clock hour. But we'll take some text here at the start of the show uh, because we get five minutes to kill you before the end of the break. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's tax line. Reminder, Thornton's best deals in the city all summer long, now all fall long. Download the Refreshing Rewards app to take it full advantage. Use that bad boy when you go fill up at any one of the yeah. 75,939 area Thornton's locations. Use it inside, use it outside, and then text us at 502-414-1450. Texter says... Throw out all the bad vibes you guys thought might doom us tonight. Here's some positive vibes. My wife and I found out we're expecting our first child this game week, nice. and the agreement was made today that if the Cards win 10 games this year, Brom will be the middle name of our child. We're riding the coattails of the Brom fetus this season. 38-21 Cards, Eat a D, Toby. I love that if text. We, if we go undefeated, does he get first name? 
Oh, I think so. If you, if you win a national championship, that kid's got to be named Brom. I'm Boy not, or I, I could possibly change my name to Brom. Now, here's the here's the question. First of all, congratulations, Texter, and, yes, and your yes, family. Exactly. That's the wonderful news. Always. I remember that feeling. It's it's the best. If it, I'll let you know when it happens. Does the 10 – well, you've, you've, you've heard it multiple times. You just haven't been as excited as me. The 2 heard of fraternity test, but it's not down right here or there. If <laughs> – we does it have to be regular season wins? Does bowl game count? Because if your wife doesn't really want to do this, don't let her just get out of it squirming by saying, "Well, I'm at regular season nine and three, but we lose in the whatever bowl." I think it has to be ten wins. Period. Like that. Imagine having a name riding on the Louisville bowl game this year. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not, not to dismiss, but it is middle name at least, right? I mean, it's... Jack Brom, whatever your last name is. Boom. <laughs> Done. I would say it's middle name, but then again, you are one that goes by your middle name, so. That's true. You feel, and, and my middle invite, and we'd be Mike and Mike if I did the same for me. Texas Mike, I just came off the course at Crescent Hill after shooting a career low ninety-one. I hope that wasn't. I hope you played the, the nine holes twice. I hope that wasn't just on. <laughs> That's not good. Well, Crescent Hill is only nine hole course. Uh, oh, the first <laughs> thing like I. Ten, it's it's the, not like good. <laughs> the first thing I saw was the video of Trevor piping a drive at the scramble. The vibes are immaculate. Go cards. That's right. I wonder if I could do a ninety-one at Crescent Hill. In nine, you might be able to. <laughs> Maybe my mid-range game is where it was. I was. I feel like I would have my most trouble. Texas says that Trevor admit to doing coke from a listener. The vibes are high. <laughs> That's not what he was talking about. No, no. It just sounded bad. No, it was a pill anyway. I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> Texas, forget the sites calling this a home gate away or neutral. What does Kenny Klein call it? That's what we need to know. Because look, Rocco does the game notes for for uh, for football. That's a great job. But Kenny needs to be the decider here. For which it's home or away, yeah. or home or neutral. I think it's an away game. I mean, I would still call it away game. Yeah, it's I mean, an away game. If you're playing in your same city, then you are the home team. Now, this is things that we can say definitively. This is the third time we've played in the Aflac kickoff game, formerly known as the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. We are 0-2 in this game. We are 0-2 all-time against Georgia Tech, and we are 0-3 all-time in games played in the state of Georgia. It's time to rectify yeah. all of these wrongs and feel, flip the strip tonight. I feel like that it, it's our time now. Down here. The, down here in Atlanta. our time. In Atlanta, down south. In the down south. Now, Georgia Tech. It's our time. Georgia Tech has also played this game twice. They are also 0-2. So something has to give. They played at Clemson last year, which I don't know how Clemson keeps getting the Monday night game in this thing. But <laughs> they played Clemson last year. They lost handily. They played Florida State in a game they should have won back in 2017. I think they lost, not Florida State, Tennessee, in a game where they lost in like double overtime despite outgaining them by like 700 yards. So th- they've got a little bit of bad history in this game that was as well. The Tennessee teams wasn't like the real bad ones. No, it was the, oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Pruitt, well, who's, yes. I'm sorry, maybe Butch. I can't remember. I get those two big stuff when they had to run. So that's all, so, you know, the vibes need to be. I think we can fix some stuff tonight with a win. We yeah, I think I think it's all due. Great. Right. I mean, everything the stars have sent me. I have aligned. Brahm has come home to turn everything around, and we're going to go down to Atlanta, and we're going to turn. That I'm I'm I'm, love, I'm yes I'm doing good. I'm still at ten, by the way, in case you want to know. Texas, they can hear the people talking, but it's less distracting than the state fair, so we're good. <laughs> Nothing will be worse than the dogs. What about the helicopters I've been hearing around here? Is that helicopters at a prop plane? I don't know. Have you heard it too? I keep hearing it. The State Fair when we had the dogs, the alarm, dogs. and then the people around us, the Plinko, Plinko. going the entire time. I was like, this is this is a lot right now. The dogs now. were the worst, though. And I never can, it's hard to say that because I love dogs so much. It was tough. Well, they, 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 it, it sounded like we were at a dog fight. Yeah. Which if you didn't know that we weren't at the studio, you would have been like, okay, well, this is well, – what are they still, doing at the Big X? No, no, no. We're in my Michael Vick jersey. Texas, did you get the cookie lady bobblehead back or not? That's all we care about. It's – 
it's safe. Scoots says uh, Scoots has he's going to send me visual proof. I'll be there later. I'll be I'll be over there and just uh, to put John. Now because it's being returned, Spears can go in the air and do Saint X football. So for those that were curious, Saint X and Mayo will be denied six thirty-five uh, pregame, seven o'clock tip-off. Spears off. does make like a great station villain. Like we, every station needs a villain. He's got that smile. He's got that look, doesn't he? He's got that look to him. He he makes like inappropriate jokes sometimes. Like he's just, I, I feel like he's a great station villain. He's, he's playing the role. He's well. got kind of like a Lex Luthor meets Penguin meets Joker, all kind of mixed. I can into see one. that. I yeah. can see all of that. Yeah, just kind of all meshed into one. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, hour number two, we've got a lot of text from you guys. You guys are filling it up. You want your thoughts heard on game day, and we understand it. We're going to make sure that that happens. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on game day here at Elk Run on 1450, 96.1, and 970, the Okay, Scoots. Yeah, what, what, what is this, man? Come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you entirely because Trevor put you in this position, but no. But come on, we went from like good, like good old-fashioned generic uh, rock chocks to Louisville, Georgia Tech, Brom era <laughs> kicking off in just three and a half hours, and we've got this girl's on fire. Is I mean, that what that is? Trevor, Trevor put me in a tough spot. Let me know about two minutes before we all came on air that uh, he didn't have music <laughs> for game day. So <laughs> I did. I did a simple Google search, Mike, for games about or songs about winning. And that was one of them, so I apologize. Some people perform well under pressure. Some people don't. I, I get it. I some mean, people are a... ticked off at Trevor that he didn't do his job. <laughs> this is this is that this is that seventh hole shank that you just all over again, man. Trevor, you it didn't. Is, uh... You didn't. Trevor, you didn't have six beers today. I did. You should have sent music. <laughs> this is on you. It is the second hour of the Mike Stop Rutherford Show here on fourteen fifty nine six one The Big X. Also on nine seventy WGTK today. Your new home for Cardinal Athletics. Remember, you can hear uh, the pregame show for the official pregame show for you. Sports tonight on 970, and then the broadcast. I mean, may have some more extra listeners tonight with the Spectrum deal going on. I am uh, worried, man. Starting at 7:30, right there on 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. Yeah, I you got to be nervous. Do, right what now. do I do? Do I? I mean, because this this is the second time Spectrum. And I, don't, I don't know how well people remember, like when they did the NFL Network saying they lost NFL Network like week four, one year. I want to say back in like, I don't know, like 14 or 13 or something. It's been a while now, but nonetheless, I mean, this is but. But just the fact you just wait, you mean, you just, you, there's no warning. Like, at least the NFL Network, knew, we knew there was a warning. Like, you knew that was going to happen at so-and-so midnight, you know, whatever time. This one, they just, out of nowhere, they're just like, boom, pull the trigger. Yeah. Like, you, we're not going to warn you anything. We're just going to, as soon as you go tune in for what's probably one of their, big, big, you know, biggest selling games in terms of the viewership, the kickoff of Florida and, 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 and Utah, I mean, good Lord, my neighbor who has a Utah flag on his door, he had to be pissed. What is Lachlan McLean doing over there? I mean. You know who I blame for this, actually? Marty Polio. I mean, the buses. The buses Come on, Marty. 
And not only that, the, the fixed pull, spectrum, Marty. To pull the plug and then just put some like just cowardly message like, we gave them a fair offer, but they didn't want yeah, That's it. how it always goes with we're, those things. We're not good. They're evil. We're good. Blame them. They hate you. They don't want you to watch your football. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm beyond peach. I don't know what to do with Spectrum. I, I don't. I don't. I, and, uh, Before we go to the text line, yeah, we, we did mention last hour at the, at the top of the hour, the, you know, obviously on the forefront of our minds right now is Louisville kicking off the Jeff Brom air tonight at 7.30. But the big news in the ACC world is expanding and adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU. That does. I mean, we did not mention the fact that this leaves just Washington State and Oregon State out there on the West Coast by themselves. I mean, good news. You're guaranteed to play in the Pac-2 championship game every year. <laughs> Washington State's never played for a conference title in football, I, mean, I don't think. They didn't, really. I mean, not since they've had started having a Pac-12 championship game. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah, they didn't have it because it's in 97, the Ryan Leaf team, I think, would have I think they, I think they, they won. They played the Rose Bowl that yeah. year, so yeah. I mean, uh it's a tough look. <laughs> it also feels weird to not have a power conference west of the Mississippi. Like, isn't that just? I know the Mountain West is fine, but like, we don't have a. There's no imprint on the West Coast for, by a, a conference that is one of their own. Like, they're all now on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, or in the Midwest. Who is the strongest west of Mississippi conference in the Mountain? Mountain West, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, that's the only west of the Mississippi conference if you're talking about football. I mean, that's sad. I mean, and you're right, Oregon State. I mean, not to mention, I mean, you feel bad. Like, Louisville fans sometimes can have the little brother syndrome when it comes to Kentucky. But if you're Washington State and Oregon State, you're going to talk trash to your Oregon and Washington friends. We yeah, did, you're, yeah. you're homeless. Remember all the, You have nowhere to go. Remember all the talk about, you know, Washington's going to say, if we go anywhere, Washington State goes with us, and Oregon's going to do the same. It's like, I guess to hell with that. No, no, no. <laughs> Gang till it ain't. Uh, it's, oh, no. It's it's. it's, it's it's ruthless out here. It's killing me killed, people. I do kind of want to know who voted for expansion. Who, like, who was the one that broke rank? Because, you know, we knew that we needed 12 of the 15 ACC programs to vote in favor of expansion for it to pass. And at last vote, which was two weeks ago, Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, and NC State all voted no. And North Carolina released a statement last night saying vehemently, we don't think it's our in our best interest to expand to take on these new. You know, no disrespect, you have great academics, but like we don't want to expand, which made me think that NC State probably wasn't going to expand either. Turned on FSU's on. had all these problems. I'm wondering if it was Clemson. I don't know if that that information's out there, but like, you don't think maybe Florida State or NC State just finally said you know enough is enough. We're, we're, we're our own. We're our own. Maybe I, I don't know. But stand up for themselves finally, and we're like, hey. Uh, sh- Jabal Fowler actually says Clemson doesn't acknowledge if it voted, but a, I would say it's a no then, right? The state.com says I can confirm per source that Clemson was a no on ACC expansion the entire way and voted no against it this morning. One of three dissenters in what ended up in a 12 to 3 vote with NC State being the swing vote. So NC State was the one that break, broke rank. Yeah, I, I would, that, that almost kind of makes the most sense, though. I mean, you don't think, I mean, Clemson and Florida State clearly have, are, have been, had their foot barreled, bared in the ground. What if they were it's, like in North Carolina? Clearly, come out. I mean, I wonder if they somebody were like, just like we're going to kick you a little extra something on the table, NC State. You change your mind, or you know, I mean, UConn was furious that we got in the ACC over them. Or if UConn was like, if we cover against you, you've got to <laughs> you've got to piss off North Carolina by voting to expand, and maybe that's what happened last night. Who that was the bet last night. That was it. UConn covered. Was a, who knew there was so much riding on that game last night? A lot of the line there. A lot of the line. Nobody knew it, especially in Louisville because you couldn't watch it. All right, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll get to text. You guys have uh, you guys have thoughts. It's game day. We want to hear from you. Texter says, 
So Mike is going to be Kramer with the poor little monkey when he meets Toby. I heard a killer whale ate both of your parents kind of thing. If Trevor were the audio guy in The Fugitive, they never would have caught Richard Kimball. <laughs> I'm going after Toby. That's, if we win tonight, I'm going after Toby. That's an L train. I know it's an L, I know that sound. It's, high, it's 11 and 10 train. I know that's an L. There will be fireworks on Twitter tonight if we win because I'm going after Toby. I'm going after the seal. <laughs> Green piece is going to be Texas says, my game day text group hasn't been this strong since Lamar's last year. Reconnecting with old friends. The vibes are so high. Cards by a million. We want Georgia chance by halftime. I love it. My text group's the same way, man. It's just like people are are very, very excited that Jeff is, is piloting this thing. And I think that, look, as long as it gets off to a good start and ends on a positive note, I think people are going to have even more enthusiasm for the future of the program. Yeah, undoubtedly. Texas says, uh, Cardinal is at St. Matt's Total Wine right now. So if you want a little, you okay. know, if you want a game day beverage, if you're you know, late in the game, want to make a last second play, head out to St. Matt's uh, Total Wine and then pick up some Cordonel from Gravely. So then you get me a couple cans to display on the, in, the, in the room. The cans are cool. They're good looking. Yeah, obviously. Texas Trevor, you can do a free trial of YouTube TV or Hulu for the game tonight. Okay, well, I'm, see, the problem is I'm now. You're going to be out. at the Big X Studios. Though, yeah, right? see, I was saying I was just going to be no problem. I can watch because Spectrum, you can watch you know, live TV on your phone. Thanks for Texas taught me that when I had my power out. But even when you do that, I mean, oh, I was going to watch, you know, ESPN, watch ESPN on my phone or on the computer there. But, yeah, I don't know. I'll try. I've got, I've got, I've got some sites I used, to, I used to used to watch my NFL games and my MLB Toronto games. It's got a little game list on it. it just, sometimes it can be a little, I've, a little slow. I've yeah. been there with the Reds a few yeah, times. Yeah, so. Texas says, uh, we are now $2 million closer to Kenny Payne's buyout. Come on, not today. <laughs> not today. Now, today's a day of joy. Listen, there, we, we've got plenty of time to be on the Kenny Train bashing bandwagon. We can do it all. And I'm not saying the jokes aren't good, but not today. Today is all about Brom. Today's all about football, all about me beating Roush in a long, long ball hit. Today is all about the good vibes of today. You're better at golf than Nick Roush. I am better at golf than Nick Roush, which is a sign that says the Louisville's going to beat Kentucky this year. It's a big win for us. Yep, that was just proving it right there. Texas says Stephen Heron is a Stanford grad. Me too, pretty much. <laughs> we have a lot in common. Both went to Trinity. Both basically graduated from Stanford. <laughs> both may or may not be injured. Who knows? Texture says, uh, Mike just girl-mathed his education during conference realignment. What have we come to? I'm a Stanford grad. I'm a Stanford grad. <laughs> Texture says, did I miss if you got the bobblehead back? We... I mean, yes, we now know where it is. Yeah, it never left the studio. Yeah. We beat Spears in golf. Uh, it, it's, it's now back in its rightful spot on the ledge. Vibes are right. Texture says, how is the short mf -er in the purple polo? Looks like a giant tool. I'm, guessing, <laughs> I'm thinking that might be Scoot's brother. Wow. No, that's definitely me. I was in purple today. No, he was in purple. No, no, no. I, I'm thinking that may be your brother on the text line. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I, I got you. Four, five, eight, one. Uh, no, actually, no. Sorry, it's not. If it's not four five eight one, it ain't my brother. Okay, it's not. My apologies. I'll give out his whole number if y'all want. <laughs> no, it's just a random another observer of you there, buddy. It could be anybody. Texas says, "So are we just going to ignore the fact that Trevor apparently did crack in the bathroom with a stranger, or was it the butt joint guy?" I don't know, but I'm pepped up. He's feeling good. That's all. Feeling good. I'm going to wake up. I looked at him right before the show. I was like, I don't care how you get yourself ready. You get yourself <laughs> ready for the show. 
And he went in the bathroom, <laughs> did something, and then we're good to go. Well, yeah, that's no, good. Yeah. <laughs> they told me to stop. <laughs> I'm like Roger Smith. It's all moderation. It's good. I'm going to have five cheese puffs, and that's it. Texas says the vibes on today's show are the best, and it's not even close. Go cards. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't throw that out. Don't do the not even close thing. <laughs> uh, Scoots now, I'm just now seeing, has texted in. This is confirmation. Elizabeth, the Casito Cookie Lady Bobblehead, is back. Right in front of the Beat Heat sign. It's right, right in front of the Beat uh, the Heat sign, right <laughs> next to the uh, Romeo Langford picture with my business card in it and the TJ and Roush golf card. All is right in the world. All is right. We've established balance. Homeostasis has returned. We're good to go. Texas says Jawar's uh, bet tonight is over under 63 and a half rushing yards. Ooh. That feels free. Ooh, that's a little spicy. That's I think Jawar's going to have a big game tonight. I'm, I do too. I'm starting him tonight. So, yeah, I think, yeah, 63, that's – I would take that. That I feel that's low from the stereotype that is Jeff Brom's offense. And I think you're, that's going to that's, that's gonna bite somebody. Georgia Tech's run defense was not good last year. Georgia Tech's defense in, all, in general wasn't They great. gave up a lot of big plays, a lot of big plays on the ground, a few yeah. through the air. I know I've seen a lot of the gambling sites are predicted because of that. They're like Jack Plummer, huge game. Jamari Thrash, big game. But like Plummer's the fantasy, like whatever. I'm calling my bold prediction. I put this on the site today. I think Jawar Jordan scoring three touchdowns tonight. I don't want three touchdowns, but I'll say triple-digit yards. Three touchdowns. He is. I'll say 100 yards tonight. He is a big play machine. He's a breakout guy. I think he breaks a couple at big moments tonight. And I think because of that, like they may bottle him up in spaces here and there. I think those big chunk plays, which are so key in games now, wind up giving us this, this win, and I think they end up being what would push Jawar Jordan. It's why I would feel confident betting that over, 63 and a half. I would take that over. In fact, I'll be over there on the other side of the river where I can still bet on my phone already. Well, don't, don't, you, don't you do it, because then I'll feel worse about it. <laughs> no, I'm taking your advice, though. So. <laughs> All right, the person who's, who's, uh, has, who just found out that they're pregnant and is putting the name Brom on the line yeah. if they win nine games says, bowl game counts. Okay. I will negotiate for the first game if we make the playoff. Yeah, I mean, if you make the playoff, it's got to be. If you make the playoff, the kid's got to be prom. I mean, if anything, the negotiation at least has to be on the table, right? Well, I was going to say, the thing, because. Because if that's the case, you can at least, she can give you Brom, and then you just call him by the middle name that she really wants. I was going to say, if there's enough time, because they just found out they're pregnant, but I was like, if you, you know, if you have the kid, and, you know, you don't name it Brom, and we lose in the playoff, but, like, they won't know. Like, they, that kid's not, uh, not entering this world until, I guess, like, late May, or as soon as it's the due date, know. early June. Um, I haven't taken dates to do math yet. Name it Pain, <laughs> Brom Pain. Pain, Brom, Brom Pain? Brom Pain. That's <laughs> BP. BP. <laughs> Texas, I just watched the TK drive, and I think it moved. <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about it is I didn't get the club all the way around. Yeah, you, you expected to look like John Daly. Or, or, <laughs> well, I think in, I did the, a little bit. In the video. <laughs> you expected to like, look like a professional golfer. I was like, now you're getting greedy, Trev. Well, I mean, like even when I watch you guys, the club gets all the way around. I didn't get the club around. Yeah, you saw the video. You're like, I don't know. You imagine this, if I got the, the club around. The swing doesn't look like a PGA professional. Trevor, <laughs> we're in shape. We are I mean, in if shape. I, if well, I, if I, that's debatable, too. Know, I mean, compared to me, maybe. But, I mean, no. But if I got the club all the way around, I think I could have at least cleared like 450. <laughs> Texas says Bobby Petrino voice I didn't know Trevor could hit a driver like that <laughs> <laughs> did you see uh, so uh, our guy Jeff Lightsey Jr. from uh, from the, the 35th and KY pod he had an interview with Kyle Bolin that posted I saw, I saw the post I didn't get a chance to listen so, to so yeah Bolin in the middle of the interview does a Bobby Petrino impression and it's very oh, good. <laughs> he talks about I can't say exactly what he said because there's profanity in it, which I, I love. Bowen is swearing throughout the entire uh, interview, nice. but he talks about the in, the the famous 
2014 Kentucky game where he comes in. Reggie Bonifon mm-hmm. gets hurt. Will Gardner's already already hurt. And Kyle that Bowen. Game is why TJ still hates Kyle Bowen. Yeah, he hates. Him. <laughs> you know, Kyle says like going through my mind. He's like, well, I'm either going to play well or I'm going to continue to. He's like, I, he's like, I've been terrible to that point in my college career. He's like, I'm either going to suck and it's going to be it, or I'm going to do something here. And he said, uh, he's like, he's like, I'm getting ready to go in. It's like third and eight on my first play. And he says, Bobby looks at me and just goes, "You think you can throw for a first down here?" <laughs> and I was like, I was like, "Yes, sir." And he was like, "Well, then go." Leap and do it. Like, go F and do it. And I, like, the way you said it, I was like, oh, I love Kyle Bowen even more now. Uh, it's a good impression. It was well done. It was, I didn't know Trevor of, could hit a driver I like that. Like I'm, I'm in there in the huddle. I, I learned that today. I get to... <laughs> Trevor can hit a driver. Hey, I also hit the other club. What was the other club I hit? Uh, it was Roush's, I think. It was an iron. It was like a putter or something. It was heavy. I didn't Not like a putter. It. I wanted the big dog on that one. I liked it. It, 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 it was smoother. Texas Mike, can you talk about how much you love Ian Happ? No, we're not doing that. We're not. We're not talking about the Red Cubs. The vibes are good. I know your vibes are good. My vibes. We're not doing that. Ian Happ's like one of the few guys left over from the World Series team, isn't he? I mean, the fact that we pitched to Bellinger just when we had a first base open. What are we doing? Yeah, Bellinger, you mean the guy that's hit like three seventy? And, and who's driven <laughs> in the only run of the game at that point? He's, yeah. He's guy, so Spoiler: He drove in two more. Flirt with four hundred. You're gonna pitch to him? <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, I think he's like, and he like he's, I'm seriously, he's batting like 370. The closest guy to him is like 312. Yeah, he's, like he's blowing away the batting average, if I'm not mistaken. He's ridiculous. Texas says, Spectrum and Disney can take uh, their wires, DVD box, and Mickey Mouse shine them and turn them some beaches sideways, I know what you're saying, and stick it straight up their candy asses. I agree. It's a tough look. I, say, I mean, it's... I mean, I mean, how are we arguing over pennies here? This is ridiculous. They're always arguing. And, over and, and the other thing is, that when you're Spectrum, you got to be. I mean, at some point, I mean, you might want to start sucking up to people because you're probably losing people left and right anyway, right? Yeah, this isn't the time to be screwing. Yeah, stuff this like is the this. time to be messing. Yeah, you're really flirting with fire here, and you're you're dealing with one who's a very loyal customer. Mostly based on the fact that my laziness doesn't want him to be deal with going through. I was going to say you don't, you don't, you're not going to relearn, relearn something, let but, alone a streaming service. But there is one thing that that, that that trumps my laziness, and that is when you tick me off and I, I hold a grudge. I don't hold many of them, but I'll tell you right now. Ask the Sonic and Westport Road. I haven't been there over a year. They know I can hold a grudge. Texas says Keeling here. What's up, Keeling? Uh, I'm an hour out from the A. I'm predicting more Louisville fans than Tech fans tonight. You heard it here first. Mercedes Benz better have the roof open, otherwise it's coming off. Go cards. If we had more fans there than them tonight, and if they claim it as a home game, that would be hilarious. I don't think we'll have more fans than I they don't will, either, but, but I think we will. Just from what I've heard, I think we're going to have more fans at this game than I thought when the schedule initially came out, and I think we're going to have fewer fans at the game in Indianapolis in a couple of weeks than I thought when the, the schedule originally came out. I think people have kind of they were going for an either or deal. Like, you know, I want to go to Indiana, I want to go to Indianapolis, we'll stay overnight. And then when the game time came out and it was a noon game, it kind of crapped on a lot of people's plans. Like, you know, now you can't really, if you're making it a day trip, you can't get up there early enough to tailgate. You know, if you if you want to spend the night or make it a day, like, you just, it kind of ruins the whole thing. So I think a lot of people that weren't initially planning on going to Atlanta made the, the semi-last second decision to make that trip. I think we will be very well represented. I don't think we'll have more fans than they will. I would, the, I don't expect I don't expect more fans, but I would like to, as long as the ones that you show up show out and, and you, they 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 make it appear even louder on TV than maybe the isn't that isn't the crowd. That's all I want to get, and that's that's going to be based on the way Louisville plays, though. I guess. Yeah, I mean, whenever our fans go anywhere, I feel like they're allowed. I, I think they are. Yeah, when they travel, they are they're allowed. Texas says, 
ESPN seems to think Brian is our new head coach. Reading their preview, it says, Brom was Louisville's quarterback from 2004 to 2007. Yeah, that's that's wrong. That's whoever wrote that. <laughs> Why well, have a feeling someone called him and Brian was like, oh, yeah, that was, that's me. I'm the head coach. Sure, yeah. He's right. <laughs> Still number three all time in passing. Don't worry about it. All these people are saying, TK, get a free month of streaming service and cancel it in a couple of weeks. That seems to be everybody's. Okay. You know, yeah. Texas says, cut the cord, you old fart. A little bit more straight to the point. Oh, wow. Okay. Says, also, you. sitting here in the hotel, about to head down toward the stadium for food and to get hammered. Go cards. We're living vicariously through you. I am 100% living vicariously mainly because if I stand up right now, I think it's going to hurt. Yeah, we love you. Bring the heat. Yeah, I stood up at the last break to go. You know, I haven't been doing that much athletic stuff recently. <laughs> I, think I heard myself stand. I was like, Ugh! All I do is hit three balls and ride a cart, and I'm, I'm, my knees are sore. <laughs> uh, if you are listening to it, by the way, the, the TK photoshops from the video that was out there, the, the one that's semi-sacrilege I don't know how to feel about. Did they, was that on Twitter or was that somebody sent That it was on Twitter. They said a little people did the shot tracer. Yeah, you had the, the you on the cross. Uh, our guy Drew Franklin said the Ryder Cup team picked the wrong Louisville guy, which was, <laughs> which was great. Uh, yeah, the people doing like the still frames of you dropping the, the club were wonderful. I didn't know if I was supposed to do that or not. Is that bad for the club? That's fine. Okay, I knew I shouldn't throw it. I, I wasn't sure because it wasn't my club on top of it. Yeah, I think those Roushes. It's Roushes. I used to, well, he was the only one because he's the biggest guy, so I figured he'd be, I'd be the best one to use. Yeah, you. you it was fine. Uh, I do know for people who are in Atlanta listening to us before you head down to the game or if you're looking for somewhere to go, um, there is a contingent of Cardinal fans that are in the blue lot or the, at, at the, the Centennial Lot B. Okay. And you can go to at Creighton Harley on Twitter. He put his location there if you want to find that out. It seems like they've got a good contingent of fans there nice. who are drinking and getting rowdy. So head on down there. I remember going. I mean, the tailgate scene when I went to Atlanta for the, I went to, for the Auburn game in 2015 was good. Like, like that was a very obviously we didn't have quite as many fans as Auburn because it's, it's Auburn and they were closer. But we had a very healthy contingent of fans, and the Louisville tailgate scene down there was was very cool. So I'm hoping you all are having a great time. It's going to be fantastic to have the spotlight on us tonight. It's going to be a great time. Great environment. Vibes are right for sure. Texture says. I think the Sugar Bowl was the last time I went to a game, a road game. Was it really? I think so, yeah. Texas says, so the Pac-12 is no more. Wait, I thought the conferences gave each other the, the look. <laughs> well, no, they were. What was it? The Alliance. The Alliance was the worst the thing that's alliance. ever happened. The least successful <laughs> the thing that's ever happened. Remember the Alliance? We had one Who's joint <laughs> press release about, like, social justice, and that was it. Oh, the Alliance. All these scheduling deals that were going to happen. It's, it's us against the world. Guess what? Uh, it, it didn't the work. Worst wrestling stable ever. Texas. At this point, my only reason that I wanted the expansion to happen was to piss off UNC, Clemson, and FSU. I'm kind of the same way. Especially when when North Carolina put that statement out last night, I was like, I've been just sort of in the middle on this whole thing. I now want us to add these schools just to piss you. In North Carolina, if anything, stuck yeah. up asses off. Like this is yeah. You, Our this, academic schedule. I mean, jeez, good lord. Texas, the YouTube uh, TV app is great. You'll get access to ESPN uh, programming, too, if you sign up with your YouTube TV login. Uh, yeah, I need to. I, I know. I, well, the YouTube TV thing I need to look into anyway because of the uh, NFL package. Yeah. So I need I need, I need to look into that regardless. So, I mean, I, I, do, I know. This is just, I mean, this whole thing threw me for a long time. I was comfortable going with the flow. They had to, they had to mess with my, 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 my mojo. Texas, my understanding Spectrum. is it wasn't drugs. I think TK cranked one out in the bathroom. <laughs> it didn't happen either. Stall's occupied. 
Texture says, it was Scoots. No wonder IU girl dumped you. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> I think that is your brother. <laughs> Maybe so. IU no, that d- one's not either. IU girl dumped me for a lot of reasons. That was not one of them. Hey, at least, I mean, you know. Nah, who cares? You were there. Hey, That's hey, right. I was in you there. You played the course, right? You yeah. may not have won the game. Yeah. You played the course. All that matters is you flied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Doesn't matter that you crashed. At least you got to soar. That's, yeah. That's right. She's very hot. She's, she's very. Yeah. The first time I heard that, I was like, I know exactly who they're talking about. <laughs> As someone who's watched that video multiple times, you don't have to tell me twice. I looked at, I've looked at Scoots in a totally different light ever since that moment. Come on. And I will continue to do so. Texas says, Trevor did all the drugs. <laughs> did all the drugs turn your hair white? <laughs> uh, it's, you laugh. And I remember when I was a sophomore at uh, Wagner, people would say I had strychnine poisoning because my hair went gray. I was full gray in, like, as a freshman in high school. I've known people that have ha- that have happened to. And I mean, you got were... gray in the beard, but I mean, yeah, that's and, it. But and now my now my beard didn't go gray till just a couple of years ago. Like and now it's like sadly the only thing that's like brown in my entire face is my eyelashes. I don't know why eyebrows. I mean, I don't know why. Everything else is gone. Like the beard goes completely gray now. Yeah, the hair's. It did help me get into bars though, as a young age. Yeah, being yeah, you know, big six three kid, got gray hair. They're not going to question the fact that I'm only like sixteen until I just order a beard and they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, can I have a beer? <laughs> Alcohol? Yeah. That's how I started drinking Bud Light, Budweiser bottle. I was like, a Budweiser? And they're like, okay. I do remember the first time I ever went to a bar <laughs> when I was underage. And they're like, what do you want? I was like, oh. I was like, oh, God. I don't know what to order. I was like, <laughs> rum and Coke? They're like, what kind of rum? I'm like, that, that, that kind? I mean, that, <laughs> the kind up there? I mean, there's no way that they're that naive that they don't know. I mean, they got to be messing with us, right? After I did that, I was like, Bud Light. Like, <laughs> the next exactly. time I went back up there, I was, like, I was like, I didn't know if it was like poor form to order a beer. At the bar. I didn't know anything about bars. I was like 18. I was just talking about, is your, is your place still open? Hmm? The plate, the first place you drink in, is it still open? Oh, no. My first place is still there. Mine is not. Mine is. Now, the place that I I'll used tell to you off the buy end. alcohol is still there, which is great. Oh, no, that was the place, Scott. I used to buy my cigarettes from a shell station. It's on, like, Westport Road. I think it's, like, a 10-minute oil change now. Shady shell? <laughs> All right, we got to break. When we come back, we'll uh, dive a little bit deeper into Louisville versus Georgia Tech. And then at the top of the hour, before we get out of here at around, a little bit, we'll try to make it a little bit early for Scoots, uh, 525-ish, 520-ish. We're going to pick some games this weekend, including Louisville versus Georgia Tech. But we'll have more game talk. Coming up after the break, it's the Mike Rutherford Show pre-pre-game edition Pre-pre. here on 1450 and 96.1 and 970, The Big X. Like this to be like what Aaron's furniture, what's Andrew's TV or whatever. 
Scoots, I mean, in addition to being an, an accomplice in the bobblehead theft, he's now single-handedly trying to sway the vibe back to the bad side. I don't know. Three hours before kickoff. What are you doing right hang now? Hang on, hang on. Let me let me turn this back she up. She's the same guy in the bathroom. I did. I, I am not. I am not messing up this. Hang on. Let me turn. Let me turn it back up. I'm on top of the world. Hey. All right, can you give me some credit now? <laughs> well, I have like a cool running spiel in my head going on right now. Unbelievable. I'm about to be out fine, here. Fine, I'm fine. Just, I'm about Scoots to be out. Leave. Scoots, uh, p- plug your high school game tonight, the, the game that you're calling and where people can hear it. I will be on 680 ESPN. Um, Ooh. And I will everybody ha- leaves us for <laughs> Yeah, it's becoming, it's like the play. Yeah, man. Well, thank, thank Louisville football and Bats. And bats baseball and and Saint X. So basically, I, I'm last fiddle. I'm on 680. I will be on the call of Silver Creek and Floyd Central. Should be an awesome game. Tune in. Oh, that sounds like a Silver Creek win to me. 680 mm. has no idea what's in store. Mike, uh, Mike, I'm sorry to tell you, I do not think it's going to be a Silver Creek win, but I could be wrong. Well, I'm a Silver Creek guy. Yes, I know you are. My, about the I know you are. That's my Indiana team. I know Floyd Central got blasted by Saint X a few weeks ago. I'm liking the Creek. Creek dogs. I tell you what. Speak, speaking of liking something, I think I might be Team Powerade now. This, this elk run has shifted you from Gatorade. I'm to thinking they shifted me from Powerade. And by the way, speaking of Powerade, which because they offer the great blue Powerade, TJ loves. I also want to thank uh, our friends at Salsaritas for coming out here with all the great food out here we had for everybody that once they came around the the 19 and finished their holes of golf. We got to eat some Salsaritas. Man, people just they they devoured that stuff. We had like you know, there's like 80 people here. Like they, they scramble. Uh, sold out again, it. and like it was like a yeah, they, they were just like waiting in line. And I waited five minutes to try to like get on the computer and do some website stuff, and I went out there, and all the food was just destroyed. I mean, it's I mean, I, jackals I, out there. I came and set the equipment up, and you got me something to drink. Went bad to come back, and it was just, I mean, yeah, it, it, it just it was like man, it, it, some I think somebody even ate some of like the, the metal container when the meat, some of the meat came in. I mean, they've seen everything. <laughs> Plate glass hanging out of their face. <laughs> Didn't realize I was wasn't supposed to eat that. <laughs> it was All right, we are here. Soaked in meat <laughs> at Elk Run Golf Club. Big X Golf Scramble happens today, but more importantly, uh, no, no disrespect to the Big X Golf Scramble. But more importantly, it's Louisville season opener tonight against Georgia yeah. Tech in the beginning of the Jeff Brom era at U of L. Are you ready for some fast facts for tonight's game? I know you love these, TK. This is the moment that we get to. What facts? Fast facts. Fast facts. Fast facts. For this is our game. segment brought to you by no one. Brought to you by no one. Could be you, maybe Could be you. you. <laughs> We're going to make a commercial with whatever song Scoots came back with. Scoots probably says he's thinking about advertising with us. All right. About time someone, Kalen, committed something to the station. Scoots would say, come on. Come he's, on. He's not a Kalen, but come on. Oh, well. oh, is that why he's so good? <laughs> <laughs> Explain so much. Maybe so. Uh, Louisville, season opener tonight. 56, 42, and 6 all-time in season openers. Love the fact that we have six ties. But we have Worst dropped. measurements ever. We have lost four of our last five season openers. We've discussed this a, yeah. a number of times. Yeah. Have not beaten, you know, we beat, uh, who's it, Western Kentucky in the COVID year in 2020. Have not beaten a Power 5 opponent in a season opener since back in 2017 when we knocked off who? Miami. Jeff Brom and Purdue. Oh, yeah. I keep saying I want to say Miami. That was the one before it, though, yeah. Georgia Tech, looking at some of their, their game notes. In a game we were supposed to, we didn't cover, I know that. Yeah, we, did not, we did not cover. It was uh, John Ramsey's son's wedding. I remember that, too. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. 
We left, and I was like, I was like, I've got to, I, was like, I gotta get out of here. I was like, I can't watch us lose to Purdue on my John phone. John Ramsey, the the big little fan that he is, allowed his son to get picked, let his son get picked on wedding on that date. It was tough because we played that. It's yeah, crazy to think that. Yeah, it was it, it was not ideal. They, no, well, I, yeah, they clearly yeah. scheduled the wedding before the game dates came out. And I was like, yeah, oh. but I mean, I'm surprised he wouldn't even push for like a summer wedding or something. I'm surprised he didn't go. For That's that. what we did. We we rushed our. We got married in Mary's hometown. Primarily because it was the only time that we could get married before football and basketball. Oh, I'm probably now. If I ever get married, she, she, you're getting a summer wedding, yeah, honey. We made sure it was August. Yeah, you're, you can. I can there's. I'm, I'm going to probably let you do everything else at the wedding you want, and and, and it's honeymoon. Looking but it's at happening uh, in the summertime. Looking at Georgia Tech's game notes, you know, I, I've gotten so used to them being just kind of a whatever program in football, and, and more recently being a bad program in football. And you kind of like surprisingly been as bad as they have. Yeah, it made you realize like how good they have been historically. I think one of an underrated program probably when you talk about the the overall landscape of college football. Case in point, in their 130 all-time season openers, they're 89, 37, and four. That's a over 70 percent winning percentage, which is kind of wild. Wonder what that is. I know you can't look it up, but I'm just curious what it been versus the Power Five conferences. I don't know. I mean, a lot of their games. If you said 37 losses, I'd say probably maybe 30 of them probably were Power 5 conference losses. Well, yeah, who knows. Yeah. Uh, this is Louisville's earliest conference opener since playing on the same day in 2014 at home against Miami. That game went pretty well for us. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Louisville 1-2 all-time when opening the season with a conference game. Cards lost to Syracuse last year. They beat Miami in that game in 2014. And then who could forget the 1963 conference loss to North Texas. Oh, that game haunts me to this day. Still think about it when I get ready for every season. What year? 1963. No, okay. I was going to say that. Was that mean? That could have been Mean Joe Green, but he wasn't on that team. He was in the 70s. We're still reeling from the Kennedy assassination. I, <laughs> we were. That was a Brom, though, right? Was it, that was an Oscar. Had to have been a Brom. He could have Brom been on that team. I think it was Donnie. <laughs> Donnie. Love Donnie Brom. Louisville 0-2 all the time against Georgia Tech, making them one of just two teams in the ACC that Louisville has not beaten since joining the conference. I think you can probably name the other. Miami. No, we've beaten Miami. We, we just talked, to, literally just talked about Miami in two of the facts, <laughs> beating them in the conference opener. Clemson. Clemson. Clemson, and we have not, uh, we have unfortunately not slayed that dragon quite um, yet. Well, did we, I thought we just, did we discuss the Virginia Tech one, though? We beat them in, in the COVID year. Oh, okay, that's right, you're right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we played well, them this we, year, I remember we We also went, beat them last year, I think. <laughs> we went down that rabbit hole, though, when we, we saw them on the schedule this year. Right. We, yeah. our, the thing is, we've never played them in black. That's what it is. That's okay, that's game. okay. I knew, see, I knew there were, you know how I am. There's, my mind's going somewhere somehow. Georgia Tech has played a total of 40 all-time ACC openers, their first ACC game. They're 19-21 and 21 in those games. Not great. Uh, I mean, 19-22. No. We are, unfortunately, 4-5 and five all-time in ACC <laughs> openers. We started off really well winning four of our, our first five, and now we have lost – uh, four of our, I guess, no, we started off winning three of our first four. We've lost four of our last five since then. Turn it around. Not good, including no. last year's season opener at Syracuse. We are all-time in conference openers. Stop bringing up Syracuse. We are 29-29 all-time in conference openers. Okay. Now, Georgia Tech, again, another one that kind of jumps out at you. In home openers, Georgia Tech all-time 96-28-4. They've won 21 of their last 24 first home games of the season. Ah, but is this a home game? That's the thing. These are from Georgia Tech's game that's, notes. That's They're the calling it a home, a home game. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it a home game? The last Louisville coach to win his first game in his first year as UofL's football head coach was. And Petrino era 2.0 does not count. Um, uh, uh, Lee Corso? Steve Cragthorpe. Oh, <laughs> oh did, but defeated yeah. Defeated Murray State 70-3-10 to to back in 2007. 
pretty much went downhill after that. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the peak of the Cragthorpe era. Now, if we are calling this a neutral site contest, Louisville all time in neutral site contest, fifteen, fifteen, and one. That includes bowl games where Louisville's twelve, twelve, and one. And in ACC games, so the, the, the Pasadena Bowl was the uh, the tie then, right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Louisville, care to venture a guess as to do you think we have a winning record or a losing record in the ACC since joining the conference in twenty fourteen in conference games? Oh, overall conference record yes. since we joined, we probably have a losing record. Trick question: thirty-seven and thirty-seven, exactly well, five. We'll have a winning record by this time tomorrow, baby. That's what I want to hear. Uh, Louisville has won twenty-eight consecutive games when holding teams to three hundred. Uh, you tricked me. Less than three hundred yards of offense. We've won twenty-eight straight, including the Fenway Bowl victory over Cincinnati. Hope the ACC doesn't do that. Since twenty nineteen, Louisville twenty and four when winning the turnover battle, three and eighteen when losing it. Now oh, you love the turnover stat. I do. Wasn't that the one that bit us in the butt, though, like last year or something? Where we did, yeah, yeah, we had like two games in a row where we won the tournament battle. And still still lost. lost the games, yeah, yeah. Now, Friday night games. We have played so many more God Friday night games than Georgia Tech. We are 53-33-1 all-time in Friday night games. We've played almost 100 Friday night games. We've played 87 Friday night games. That's Com- insane. Compare that with Georgia Tech, who's played 17 Friday night games, and that includes bowl games. Georgia Tech, 11-6 and all-time in Friday night games, 8-4 and in regular season games. Played on Fridays. I, and again, this is sad. No, you can't look up. I just throwing it out there. If Kelly Dickey's listening or somebody maybe has more time than we have. I'd love to know in terms of power conference teams, have, where do we rank amongst, amongst Friday night games? It's got to be up there. We've got to be up there. And I don't know. I don't know if eighty seven is a ton. I mean, I, and what if you just say weekday games in general? We play a lot of them. I mean, because we we played a lot of Thursdays. I mean, we got a lot this year. I mean, we got Murray State be. next week. We got NC State. We got two weeks after that. And emphasize Friday. power conference because I know some of the, the you know, your max don't you know yeah. they play they play more week games. I'd love to know what I, I mean. I don't have looked that up, and I don't know who would if somebody does. But I would be. I put we're in the top five. I can't see. Got to be. We gotta have gotta also be. won twelve of our last eighteen Friday night games. We went one and one last year in Friday night games. Do you remember Central Florida? Right. Central Florida was the win. Do you remember who the loss was? I kind of I, I had honestly forgotten that this was a Friday night game. I, I thought it was a Thursday. Who was it? Florida State. Blew that one. The tall guy lit us Oh, up. that was a Friday night? Yeah. Friday, that, I, d- that belly. I remembered stopping at the gas station for milk on the way home from radio before that game. I remember watching it at home. But I thought it was a Thursday, and I, I'd forgotten it was a Friday night oh, game. Yeah, weeknight, weeknight games should always be just kind of blended together anyway. Right out. Louisville has the the, the last, uh, last fact here. Louisville has the second longest streak of consecutive games with at least one point. 287 games dating back to a 31 nothing loss to Florida State back in 2000. Wow, that was our last shutout? That was our last shutout loss, our last we shutout period. We didn't get across the 50 game, loss. by the way. That was Dave Ragone's first ever start. It's the, ten, it's the second longest streak in the ACC behind only Virginia Tech and the 10th longest streak in all of college football. How about that? I remember that game. Also, our five-game winning streak at home is like the eighth longest in college football right now. Protect the house. Protect, Protect the that. Fed. No one, and I mean no one, comes in our house. Comes into our house and pushes, pushes us, around. us around. Doesn't happen. Does not happen. Do these facts make you feel better, or worse, or nothing about <laughs> the game? It's like you did a survey for like one of Scoots' hotels. Nothing about it. <laughs> Does it make you feel better, or worse, or um, I feel a little better, and I'm gonna spin it by the way that, it, that this stats prove that a we have more experience on these type of games, and uh, b. Uh, I just I, I'm, I'm blindly confident. You are blind. I didn't have a B. I should have stopped today. I think the the thing that the KRC folks, when they were talking to us during the the round, that, that have been listening to the show this week, they were stunned by your 
12 out of 10 confidence level, but then picking us to only win by 14 points. They're like, <laughs> like he's that confident, but he still only sees that as a two-touchdown game. Well, actually, I game. didn't pick us to win by 14. I, I, I told you my prediction. I can give it. We'll give it later on, but I, I have my prediction score. We're, yeah, we have yeah. the right to change as the week goes on. Yeah, but I have my prediction score in my head. It came into my head last night. It was, I was, uh, it was just a dream. You had the dream. I had a dream. It came to me, like, Andy like, 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 like when the when Andy when Brian. Babe Ruth came to visit, you know, Benny, Benny in his dream. And he took my Hank Aaron card. I, I can't. I had a dream last night, and Jeff came to me and he told me the score and he told me what was going to happen. I do think it's a little bit interesting that we are collectively as a fan base this confident about the season opener. And when you look at Georgia, and look, it's a seven and a half point spread. We are the favorites. We had a better year last year. We've been better recently. There's a reason why we should be the more confident fan base. But I haven't seen any local writer or local fan kind of like, like go out and say like I'm. I think we might lose this one. I think this is you know it reminds me a little bit of last year. And going to Georgia Tech sites and reading some of their you know, their fan writers or their their net their you know, objective writers, they're they seem to view this as a fifty fifty game. Like they think I can that, see that, yeah. I mean, because that, that's probably if we were in their shoes, we'd probably look at it as a fifty-fifty game. What, that was my question, though. Yeah. Would we? Like, do you think? With, I think we would. And it makes me wonder if the confidence level is so high over here because of just of Jeff Brom. Because I, I read the Georgia Tech write-ups, and they're like, you know, a lot of new faces over there. A lot of like, you know, they lost so much from last year. Jack Plummer hasn't been all that great wherever he's gone. And you read and you're kind of like, are we just painting everything with rosy glasses because we're so happy that we have our guy? And it does, like, I'll be honest, like, it, it does make me a little bit more hesitant to be like, I'm going, first of all, last year's game got me to a point where there's no way I could be overly confident with this game. But, but, <laughs> well, yeah. but hearing their points of view this week, listening to some of their podcasts and their radio shows, I'm kind of like, if the shoe were on the other foot, I feel like I would have the same type of mentality where it's like, I'm not sure that we're going to win, but I feel like we got a puncher's chance to, to beat these guys yeah, and, I mean, and a I number do. of other teams on our schedule this year. No, I, I think that's where we would be. We would be – I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I would be overconfident. If, I, if, we, if the shoe was on the other foot, I'd, I'd probably feel like you said a 50-50 game. I'd probably be at a confidence level of like a seven, six and a half, a little bit over even that. Yeah, I went to uh, – I'm trying to get it up now. Nothing, nothing's working here. Uh, I, I, I went to – from the Rumble seat is the SB Nation website for, for Georgia Tech. And they've got, I guess, seven riders. Is that right? Yeah. They've got 11 staff riders. Seven of them picked Georgia Tech to win. Four of them picked Louisville to win. And I thought some of the things they said were, were kind of interesting. Uh, ben Tankersley, who's been the, the managing editor over there for a long time, said, over the course of the offseason, I have slowly become more optimistic about this first season under new head coach Brent Key. I think he will have his guys ready. Sure, Brom has more experience as a head coach. But he's also two and four in his last six season openers, and Louisville has never actually won a game against Georgia Tech. This is a game that could really go either way since it features so many unknowns on both sides. So I'll let my homerism take over and say Tech wins. Georgia Tech, thirty-one uh, twenty-four. I mean, I think I don't. It's hard to argue. I mean, he makes good points. I mean, and let's not forget. I mean, he talks about Keith that has less experience, and that's true. But we talked about it yesterday with Keith. I mean, this has got not. They, I mean, they took over a team that was a dumpster fire. Yeah, they were terrible. And they were early a dumpster fire. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was early in the season. He had eight games to coach, but he won four. He went four and four, and, and beat two ranked teams, and went on the. Uh, I think road at Vatek and won. Beat Vatek on the road. Beat Pitt on and the road. And let's really be honest, good. I know, I know beat Carolina. You're going to look at it and say you're crazy, but I remember watching. I mean, the game. I know it's a robber game, but they they were hanging with Georgia in the first half. 
They were, they were, I think they were down, what, like 10 to 14 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, losing by any score to that Georgia team is not. Now, Georgia dominated them in the second half and ended up beating them, I think, like 37 to 13. So, I mean, it, obviously, it was Georgia's the better team. But but that's a testament to what Keith was saying but, yesterday. But, yeah, when but I they said, were hang with them in that half. Well, I mean, that's, when that's when I asked lot. him what changed the most when Brent Key, and he was like, I hate to do this just kind of thing, but it's like they just played harder for Yeah, them. they wanted to be there. And, you know, when you play, like, you know, I think that's what you saw against Georgia Georgia in that game. Ultimately, the talent's going to win out. Obviously, But when you can keep that game, that rivalry game, close early on, it just goes to show that you've bought into your head coach, mm-hmm. which I think is the biggest thing. But I think we feel like we've got a, a team that also has fully bought into our head coach in a similar way. Now, Jeff Kramer over there from the Rumble Seat said this, Louisville's got a lot of new parts coming into the season. They added over 20 players to the transfer portal and still have a brand-new coaching staff. Jeff Brom is known for his offense but relies mainly on an aggressive passing attack. Jack Plummer was brought in to help transition, blah, 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 blah. Georgia Tech is in a similar position with some new staff and players from the transfer portal, including Haynes King, the quarterback. However, Brent Key has been with this team since 2019 and served as the interim since week five of last season. There feels to be more continuity going into the first game of the season with us than them. I like Georgia Tech's secondary to be a major strength in an early season matchup where Louisville will be working out its offense for the first time. Tech wins 28-17. I mean, it's fair points. Yeah, I think also, I mean, you can argue that we're looking at it slightly maybe rose cut you know red colored glasses but they don't see you know what from from afar and i don't expect them to follow because i don't follow georgia tech does that close either the names that louisville's brought in and what they've done in the transfer portal and some of the the progress that we've seen and i don't expect them to they, they see a very more unknown product than from the outside that we're going to see closer to and again that could be our glasses being a little shaded but who knows and i think the reason why and we see that that and maybe ignorance is blessed with the Georgia Tech thing, but, you know, that we, we are the better team. Almost all of them have it as a low-scoring game, which I do think would, would benefit them. Like, they don't want to get into oh, a shootout yeah. with us. Uh, I think that our – I mean, they talk about their secondary. I think our secondary should be a strength this year. I know Haynes King is a guy that can beat you with a deep ball. I am not – I mean, all of their weapons are transfers on the outside this year, and I don't think that – like, they don't have guys coming in that are as well-regarded as Jamari Thrash and Kevin Coleman for us. Uh, and you know, obviously, we had a couple of guys coming back that that were fairly proven commodities in Huggins, Bruce, and Bell. Like, I, even if King is the real deal, I like our chances of putting pressure on him. I think our front seven, I mean, at least front four, should be able to get in the backfield and, and make him feel uh, some heat and maybe make some mistakes. And he was turnover prone during the time he was a starter at Texas A&M. Threw for seven touchdowns when he was the full-time starter, but also threw six picks. So I, I think that we can, you know, turnovers are a big deal, and I think we can flip the script that way. And I think we also are, are a at a better advantage when it comes to being able to get those big time plays, those chunk plays yeah. that are, are so crucial these days. Take out their not you know, air quote home crowd. Yeah, uh, we'll take a couple of texts here to wrap up hour number two. When we start next hour, we'll quickly pick through some games and then get to our predictions for tonight. Got Wagner to play this week. That's a good question. I don't know. I have to figure it out. Short rest though. That's true because the Monday, yeah, they Monday will. Friday is a tough turnaround for us. That's going to that's going to be the reason why we lose probably. Marty's saying it right now. <laughs> Fix the scheduling, Marty. Come on, Marty. Look what, on. Look what your buses have done. Texture says, the first time I went into a bar underage, I ordered a pour of uh, Angel's Envy Rye because I assumed I wouldn't get questioned if I ordered something higher quality. I didn't realize how expensive the market bars were. That was a hefty $250 tab for a high school junior. Oh, good Lord. That's hilarious. What? <laughs> what is it? What did he order? Is that expensive? He said Angel's Envy uh, Angel, but that's, rye. Yeah. <laughs> but Doors on the Rocks and a Bud. It's hilarious. 
I'm trying to find out who Wagner plays. You just trying to find out who Wagner plays? Yeah. They, they, it's bad news for Wagner. That's what it is. Scoots is let me know with a password for the, the Wi-Fi, but I can't the, get it logged in. The, the, the Bob's over here. Has been, the, the Bob's are good for everybody, including Wagner. Maybe even male, but I don't know about Spears. Spears' buys might be bad tonight, going on right now. Wagner does host more. Oh, we can beat more, right? The Mustangs. More is more's on, never really good. They, they have Mikael McKay now. Oh, more is uh, two and zero. Oh. They beat Shawnee fifty-two to six and beat Frankfurt twenty-eight to fourteen. But they haven't beaten us. Put the line at more minus twenty-eight. Ooh. You know what? I, I I didn't believe in him last week. I don't believe in more. Carlos Hurt can suck it. I'm going. I'm going Wagner, baby. Give me the twenty-eight. Okay. Twenty and a half. Twenty-eight. Okay. Sure, half, on the number. Like a half point <laughs> The short point. rest is going to come well, back to bite him. It was about sixty-three. I'm like, where's my damn half point? <laughs> <laughs> a damn half point. That's all I needed. <laughs> Texas Scotty Sheffield doesn't have anything on TK's footwork and squaring up on the tee shot. I mean, I, I've always I just going to hit the golf ball. I can do a baseball. It was a great approach. You know, I got I got get like I said, get the thumbs lined up, get the, get on the club, get on the neck, and get lined up perfectly. I'm good. I want to hit a batting cage now. Texture says in an image that says, "With the departure of Callen Stanford, we officially have the two pack, <laughs> two pack conference." <laughs> Texture says, "TK going to smoke a victory cigar." I don't want cigars in quotes there. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. No, Trevor's getting low on the six, too, over here. Yeah, you're smoking. I mean, win or lose, you're smoking. Yeah, no. I've got, I've got seven left. Tucker said, did Trev just say, quote, Jeff came to him? He came to me in a dream, yeah. I think it's usually the reverse. Okay. <laughs> I want it to come to me and Jeff. This is Mike, have you and Trevor done season predictions on the show yet? It's been a long summer, but I don't recall that classic segment. Uh, have we done the actual predictions of the, the, the season yet? I thought we did. I thought we I can't remember. Do you want to do it real quick? I mean, I, let me bring up schedules to go through. Just no, I've got it. I'll do it for you. Okay. I'll I just... mean, tonight, I think we, we'll give away our – we're not going to give away our full predictions, but we can just say I think we both think we're going to win. I think win. Uh, I did put my full season predictions game by game on the the website. So mine I, are I don't have a website. So. You don't. You, you, you can join mine. Uh, <laughs> Thursday, <laughs> Louisville. I'm Creed backslash. <laughs> Creed thoughts. Trev thoughts. Trev thoughts. <laughs> uh, week two, we are Murray State win. at home. Win. Week three at Indiana. Win. I think Second we scoots. I think we win, but I think that one's gonna be one that's like a little unexpectedly testy. Testy, close. I'm not I'm not here to give you that. I'm telling you win though. Week four at home against Boston College. It's Kim Schatz will appreciate inauguration weekend. We're excited for that. <laughs> I, as, as am I. Can't wait. Um I said it's a home game, right? Yes. Yeah, I should know that because we only play like three road games anyway. Yes. because uh, the neutral sites. Um I win four no. I think BC is going to be dog crap. I'm a, I'm a little worried about how we look in this game, but I think we're going to win. Yeah, four zero. Now week five, Friday night in Raleigh at NC State. I they looked we, bad last I, night. I think I think we pooped the bed a little bit somehow. We go I've got us losing this game too. Yeah, are we going to end up? We did the we had the exact same results game by game last year. Did we really? We both got the record right, but we were way off on the game by game. I think we and we missed all yeah we missed all the same games. Now week six at home versus Notre Dame. I think we bounce back. I've been going back and forth on this one like. like at the beginning of the summer, I was like, I'm not going to fall into that trap. Everyone's going to pick that. I'm saying we're going to lose. I'm, I'm, I've gone against it. We're going to win that game. I, yeah. I think I, here's the thing. We either, we either, if we if we win that game, we lost NC State. We go into that game undefeated, I think we fall into Notre Dame. All right, so 5-1 and one going into the second half of the season, October 14th at Pitt. We lose. I've got, we, I've got us losing there, too. Yeah. October 28th, we finally get a, a bye week, a couple weeks off, at home against Duke. I'll beat them. 
Win. 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 November 4th at home against Virginia Tech. Uh, exit light. Exit to the left. We get the victory. I've got us losing. Really? I think, we, I think we're going to – this is me throwing a dart. I think we're going to lose a weird game this year. Brom always kind of does lose a weird game. Louisville always kind of loses a weird game. I think this is the game. Just, just again, no reason. I don't think Virginia Tech's going to be particularly good. I've got us with two losses so far, right? You guys yeah. with two. I've got us with three. Uh, Thursday, November 9th, glow game against Virginia. Um, We're not losing a glow game. No, we win. Boom, done. Boom. Uh, November 18th, on the road, last conference game at Miami. Loss. I think we lose big. This is, this is the one that I look at, and I'm like, this is the game that I have the least confidence in. The I don't know if we season. lose big, but we lose, yeah. And then the finale at home against Kentucky. Oh, we've already seen it. It's just like me versus Roush and a long ball hitting. I mean, it's over with. We win. Louisville, Louisville's getting Louisville snaps it this year. I've got one and two. I think we win that so game. So that puts me – I have was three, you have us four losses. Did you have three or did you have two? I thought three. I had Miami – NC uh, State and Pitt. Pitt, yeah. Yeah, you got us nine and three. I've got us eight and four. All right. We differ for the first time. At this point, we're going to need to go to the bowl game to get that kid a middle name. Damn right. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will uh, – we got about 20 minutes before Scoots has to come over here and get equipment for all the games that are going on on our family networks tonight. So we will get to our pick em segment. We'll pick the high school game of the week, the best college games, the best local games, and then we'll end it with our picks for tonight's game uh, in Atlanta against Georgia Tech. It's the Mike Rutherford Show live here at Elk Run Golf Club on game day on 1550 The Big X. I'm on top of the world. I'm good with this. I, I, I'm, I'm good with the. Uh, now I can't think of it. I'm a little dicky. I think of the Macklemore sometimes. Macklemore. Yeah, but. I mean, you get it. It's Macklemore. <laughs> it's Macklemore. <laughs> All right, it is. Uh, but he gets me pumped. I know. He's not He's not as cool as he was that one year, right? No, he had, he had a great year. Yeah, that, the, that one year, he was like, he was he was everything, right? Won the Grammy for best uh, rap album somehow. And since then, it's been. He had a song about the Mariners. Did he really? Yeah, it was like it was a song about like the play, Mariners play by play guy and stuff. I did not know that. I did because now know, I like him more. Yeah, it was kind of a cool. I, I give him props just for making a rap song about the, his loyalty to the Mariners. Pretty impressive. The only team never to make a World Series. Wow. There's a fast pack for you. Thought you were all out, didn't you? Are they really the only team? They're the only team never to even make it. Every team's at least been to one. Wow. They're the only team never to be there. I would have to fact check you on that, but I'm not going. To. You can. They came in 1977. They've only been to one ACLS. 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 ALCS. ACLS. American Championship League Series. American League Championship Series. I'm just like, leave me alone, man. <laughs> All right, we got to, it's the last segment. I got to point that out, Mike. Last segment of the game day edition <laughs> of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450, 96.1 and 970 WGTK today. We do this every year. We've done it the last two years. Pick them here on uh, Fridays. Pick get, em. Getting you ready for the weekend that will be in both local and national football, at least college sports and, and high school. We do our high school game of the week. We pick the local team's games, and then we pick the best college games besides that, and then, of course, we get to our, our Louisville pick So, TK, are you ready? TK, you are, we, we've tied. I won the first year. You won last year. It's now this is a rubber it's match. It's a rubber match, baby. Here we go. Rubber match time. 
our high school game of the week. Oh, we're going to start out strong, right? High school game of the week. Okay. We got St. X taking on Mayo. Oh, it's I think big, I know a thing about that game. Big local rivalry. It's on this week. Uh, both teams, I think, are, are undefeated, have not tasted defeat yet. It's on this week. And where will that game be on, Mr. Rutherford? I don't know. You tell me. It'll be right on these airways. Start at 6.35 p.m. The home of 7 football. p.m. kickoff with my man, Class of 81's pride, Tony Birch. Not and, John, and, and John, not John Spears. And, yeah, and yeah, the other whatever, guy, yeah, yeah, and the other dude. Who do you got, TK? Um, St. X didn't look great last week. They, 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 the Central, they, 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 I don't remember his, his last name with their quarterback's name, Trevor. He had some interceptions that maybe, I, I think they were giving credit to Central's back, uh, secondary a little more maybe than they should have. They end up winning the game, I think, like, handily, obviously, but had to go to the running game. 26, I believe. Yeah, it, it wasn't very pretty. Could have been, should have been maybe a lot worse for Central. That said, Mayo has looked uh, dominant. They see they did a Ballard once they got that game going. I think Ballard went three nothing. They got on delay and they came back and Mayo just shattered them. Thirty four three. Um, so I can't I, I can't help but go for it. The vibes are off for John Tony. I'm sorry, he's going to bring you down. But Tony's going to give me shout outs on the night's game, but it's not going to help. Dogs going to win. I probably would have picked Mail in this game going into it regardless. But Spears' antics this week, <laughs> I feel like have left me with no choice. <laughs> Even if Stenix were a like 28-point favorite in this game, <laughs> I'd be barking with the dogs. Now, did you say where was it at, though? I forget. Is that Mail? I'm not right? sure. Okay, I'm, I think it's at Mail. You're the one who's you're supposed to help me with this. Cause I should know. You're your right. Yeah, AD. I know. Your mom's working the I'm game. Airing the ga- I'm airing the game, and my uncle's AD to one of the schools, and yet I couldn't tell you where the game is at. If your mom hasn't, yeah. said, hasn't complained about the game, then I'm kind of thinking it might be at San X. Yeah, you know, I know it is because she worked last night. And when she only works weeknights, the freshmen are on the home, varsity's on the road. So that's what it is. You're right, yeah. All right, we're both on mail. Tomorrow. Yeah, don't say that again. <laughs> Love being on mail. Tomorrow noon, Kentucky kicks off its season uh, against Ball State. The Cardinal not expected to do a whole lot this year. I believe Kentucky is a 28.5 point favorite. I think that's the spread. Any chance that we get a what would be a glorious week one upset here? No. I, even though I do realize now I have Ball State's running back on my fantasy team. Uh, I didn't realize it. They played Kentucky this week. <laughs> um, I don't even know why I took him. Who knows? Um, but no, I think Kentucky wins this game. I, I was listening to these guys, the K, our guys during the, the, the scramble, their predictions. I'm not going to be as high as them, ironically. Uh, some, but I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Kentucky wins the game, uh, 31 to 10. I feel like they always starts a little slow. Yeah. But now they, they really they've got Liam Cohen back. They've got Devin Leary in. I feel like they really want to showcase this offense. I think they have a few hiccups early though. And they end up rolling. Ball State's not supposed to be very good this They're year. Not. I'm gonna say they win uh, like 38. I'll say like 42 10. 42 10. 42 I think 10. Ball State. I think you remember Ball State gets a late touchdown, kind of. For the most part, it's probably like a 28 3, 31 3, 38. Yeah. yeah, Kentucky controls the game early and often. 3:30 CBS. Uh, you can also hear this on our family of networks. It's uh, appropriate that we're picking this in front of uh, Hoosier fan 24/7 Scooter Dingus. Indiana kicks off its season at home against number three Ohio State. And you know what? If you don't want to watch it, I don't blame you if you don't. You can listen to it though, and all the dulcet, energetic tones of Mr. Steve, uh, Don Fisher. I'm just going to Steve Fisher. Don Fisher with the pregame starting at 2:30, kickoff 3:30 here on the Big X. Buckeyes are a 30-point favorite here, despite having a new quarterback, a lot of new specialty, team, specialty players. Any chance that IU pulls a stunner here? Uh, no. I, do they win the game? Not a chance. Do they cover? No. 
Probably not. <laughs> um, I mean, I remember last year you were like, I think the spread was like 34, and you were like, lay the points. <laughs> and I stayed up winning a game like 55 to 3. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of laying the points again. I don't think Indiana. It's going to be a long day for Tom Allen. Yeah, OSU wins covers. Yeah, I think they do too. Out of way, guys. Out of way. <laughs> do you have a thought on this, Scoots? I mean, Scoots? that's that's just smart gambling there. Indiana is going to get smoked. Are y'all going to be? Are you going to be any good this year? You got a lot of mystery, right? Uh, Trevor, I picked Indiana to win two games, so no, we're not going to be wow. any good. It's so it's, that's what makes that so memorable. I'm not an Indiana fan, and the fact that you know they're not going to be any good, and they're not going to be any good for a long time. The fact that they got their eight Big Ten stolen from them in 2020, yeah, by Ohio State, this is just it just grinds my gears. I just, I just glad the text on Texas TK's drive was one of the most impressive athletic things I've ever seen. <laughs> Go to Twitter, check it out if you haven't seen yeah, it yet. It's incredible. All right, uh, three thirty also on ABC, the Peterson Bowl, Boise State on the road taking on Washington Huskies, number ten in the country preseason. Some people think they're un- underrated. Some people think they're overrated. I think they're maybe a little slightly uh, rated properly. They are a fourteen point favorite in this game. TK, who you like? Boise guys listening. Uh, is Chris Peterson coaching anywhere anymore? Isn't he coach in Washington still? No, it's divorce coach there. That's, my oh, that's boy, right, because Peterson, Peterson had the abrupt retirement. Yeah, he, uh, I didn't know. I was wondering if he coached anywhere. No, anymore. I mean, he, t- he took a leave because he wanted to be with his family. Oh, so he's still on leave, I guess. He was burnt out, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, he kind of got the dick for meal type thing going on. Um, no, I love Washington. I don't know a lot about Boise. I know y'all have been in the 8 9 range, still win totals, but no, a, a name that. that that should have won the Big Ten Championship in 2020. Michael Penix, the quarterback for his former offensive coordinator, who was the OC of that 2020 IU team, Ken DeBoer. Uh, I love them. I think they're going to win that game. They're going to cover the 14. I think Washington wins that game big, 45-12. to 12, I'm with you. 45 to, uh, we're, on, we're on the same wavelength here so far. I think Washington wins and covers. Yeah. 7.30 p.m. NBC, the first uh, NBC Big Ten Night games with their new contract. They, you know, they've got Notre Dame. They've had Notre Dame. Now they've got Big Ten night games. Big Ten teams are all pissed because they have to play games under the lights. Get, get over it. Oh, How dare you mess with tradition? Yeah, you we're know. the ones that are suffering. We now you're on prime time. We have to watch you. Some of these kids have study hall on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, right. West Virginia on the road taking on Penn State under the lights. It's a robbery. At Beaver Stadium, is it? Yeah, aren't those, they, they hate each other, don't they? Now, you thinking of West Virginia and Pitt? Maybe I am. Nitty Lions are a 20-and-a-half-point <laughs> favorite. They are number seven in the country. West Virginia is picked to finish dead last in the Big 12 this year. Yeah. What happens here to you? Uh, Penn State shuts them out 28 uh, nothing. Ooh. Mainly because I got Penn State's defense starting on my fantasy league. I think Penn State wins West Virginia covers. How about that? What was the spread again? 20-and-a-half. Yeah, still Penn State covering. 7.30 on ABC, number 21, North Carolina, and Heisman hopeful Drake May on the road taking on rival South Carolina Tar Heels are a two and a half point road favorite. Trevor, who you got? When you say Heisman hopeful Drake May from Carolina, my mind thinks of uh, Joe Kane from uh, ECU in the program. I don't know why, so I hear that name. Okay, that's what I think of. He's probably just as big as Tool as well as uh, Joe Kane was. Uh, Stereotyping Drake May here. (laughs) He is Luke's brother, and we love Luke May. Uh, That's true. We do have a love for Luke May. Uh, South Carolina made it good this year. Are they supposed to be? That's a, I mean, I think they're supposed to be kind of, eh. Yeah. Eh. They, they, the Beamer's still they're there. South right? Carolina. They're South Carolina. Beam, Frank yeah. Beamer's the coaster, yeah? Well, Shane. Shane, sorry. Yeah. Um, two and a half. I'll take, you know what? I don't know why. I'm taking South Carolina to, to, to cover that two and a half. I think they may lose by a point, but I'm taking them to cover. It's a weird. So you're taking North Carolina to win, though? Because remember, we're picking straight up. Oh, then North Carolina to win, yeah. Yeah. I've got South Carolina winning. 
I think they pull the upset here. Okay. I feel like every time they play this game, South Carolina winds up winning it. It's some weird, gross-ass game. Plus, North Carolina, don't they always act wonky in the first couple weeks of the they season? They do. They do. They, they definitely do. Yeah. Was it last year they distracted the Syracuse when they, they played Appalachian State? They should have beaten Appalachian They should have lost Appalachian yeah. State. They won like 69-66 to 66 or whatever it was. Yeah, and like quadruple overtime, yeah. Lucky as hell. I think they lose here. South Carolina gets the win. Uh, 3.30 CBS Sports Network, South Florida on the road, taking on Western Kentucky as the Hilltoppers kick off their season at Hudgens Industries' L.T. Smith Stadium. TK, who you like it? Western is a 12-point favorite. Wow, really? Um, I'm glad we're not taking spreads. I'm not touching that spread, but I'll take, I'll take Western one straight-up win. I got Western as well. I think we might could cover, but I don't know. That's, that's a scary spread. South Florida kind of sucks. I know they do, but, I mean, with Western, they just want to outscore you. Well, and when you, you, do that, you do that, you can you, you get caught winning the game by 10 only, maybe. I mentioned Clemson always plays these Monday night games. They are playing Monday night again on the road, not a neutral site game. They're in Durham uh, taking on Duke, who's picked to finish, what, sixth in the, in the ACC. Anyway. Clemson's a 13-point road favorite. Do they start the bounce back from a last year's down year with a win over the Blue Devils? And Mike Elko, who loves J.C. They're down year. Didn't they win 10 games? They did. <laughs> they lost three, though. That's true. Yeah, just... Nah, he's going to hell. Um, oh man, I kind of want to. I'm taking Clemson. I am. I mean, I feel like I feel like Duke's going to hang with them, but I'm going to take Clemson to win. I want to see. I, I feel like because I mean, I called the death of Clemson football. You did at the beginning of the two years ago, and I, I, a lot of it was I thought Dabo was too. Again, I think they're going to be good. I think their days of competing for national championships are kind of over. I think they're going to be like last year, every year, 9-3, and 10-2, right around oh, there. It's the Terry Bowden days. But Dabo did sort of swallow his pride. They took some transfers. He brought in new coordinators. He's got Garrett Riley, Lincoln Riley's brother, to run yeah, the offense. Yeah. He was so good at TCU last year. I think they're going to really try to show something in this game. Whether or not they can accomplish that uh, is another question. I think they cover, but I think it's closer. than It's not going to be like this blowout, and like, ooh, Clemson's back. I'm going to say they win, but they win by like 15-16. I don't even know if they cover, but I think they win. Uh, okay, Sunday night is the best game of the weekend. The only game with two top 25 teams playing one another. They played last year. Should be a fantastic game in the Camping World kickoff in Orlando. Number five, LSU taking on number eight, Florida State. LSU is a two-point favorite. That's a 7.30 kickoff Sunday night on ABC. We mentioned this last year. It's so dumb that on Labor Day weekend with no NFL, they've got one game on that Sunday. Uh, Have games throughout the entire day. That's why people watched Louisville, Kentucky know, back in the day. I know. So dumb. Yeah, common sense eludes them sometimes. You think it's so easy, right? Yes. So when two steps forward, six steps back. Um, you know, you know my, where I feel about Florida State. If I you're do. asking me to predict first. Um, that said, I think last year was a fluke, and it did propel them a little bit last year with that win over LSU. But I think it was a fluke. Like LSU wins this game, I think they win it in a romp. I think they win it by twenty-one. Ooh, I'm not even quite as well. I think LSU does win, and they do cover the two. I think they win by like ten. I think they're. I mean, and and. The, LSU is getting a lot of sort of, I don't want to say under the radar, but they're getting a lot of love to win the national title this year. Georgia, it's been, nobody's won three straight national titles in football since the 1930s. Teams that have that third year that are going for it, that are so well regarded, typically they don't fall flat on their face, but they don't play nearly as well as you think they're going to. LSU, every like fourth, fifth year, they seem to be right in that mix. They have super teams. I think they're going to be really good this year. I still think FSU is going to have a good season, but I think LSU does what they should have done last year and win this, wins this game. When's the last time we – did Alabama win back-to-back or am I just blanking on something? Uh, Alabama has won back-to-back. They've never won three yeah. in a row. Yeah. yeah, no, no, three I guess the closest three in a row. I mean, Miami during the 80s, they went to – Florida won back-to-back. USC won two and two three years. Two and three, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we've had multiple. Miami, Miami did what USC did. They won one, lost, and lost yeah. the title, then won. Yep. So they 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 kind of did that type of thing. So yeah, it's that's yeah, I mean, last three straight have probably been like Notre Dame, probably like you said in the thirties. It was someone in the nineteen thirties. And Notre Dame or Army comes right to mind. All right, it's time. This is Pittsburgh who claims they claim everything else. It's time for the big show. Where is the big show? About two hours from now, oh, it's in Atlanta, seven thirty kickoff. On ESPN, Anish Shroff and Andre Ware and company calling the game. 970 WGK with a radio call. Yeah, Andre Ware again. Cards, seven and a half point favorites over Georgia Tech. The Brom era is here. Georgia Tech has the Brent Key era. They're kind of excited about that. It's a maybe road game, maybe neutral site game. We don't know. But does Louisville get the job done tonight? Are we finally having a celebratory post-week one show to kick off next week? To make a long story short, yes. Uh, Louisville will get the win tonight. I, I know this is a pipe dream, but this is this is the dream I have. This okay. I have a vision, and this is the vision that I foresee. Is Louisville getting the ball first and just getting like a good 50-yard bomb on them. I would love it. I mean, just it doesn't have to be a touchdown per se, but just even into the red zone, I mean, just right off the bat, boom. Just like go in there and punch them in the mouth right away. You know, you know, Jeff wants to probably do something like that, right? I'm assuming he does. Uh, now, whether we have the ball first or not, if, even if we play defense first, we get the ball first. Our first possession, I want to go right on the top, on top of him, knock him out right away. I love us in this game. Um, Brick key, that's awesome. I, it doesn't matter if you got a leech key out there. It, it, it's not going to make a difference for this game. I like Louisville, 34 to 14 to win that 20. I like it. Cards, I think I think we get up we get up nice, like twenty one to seven. And then we just I wouldn't say cruise, but we uh we we, 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 we go into the coast mode at that point and cruise in the thirty four fourteen. I think there's gonna be some anxious moments in the first half. Like I think there's gonna be a little bit of a back and forth. I think the offense will stall out a few times. I it's gonna be a back and forth first half. I'm saying maybe it's like fourteen fourteen going into the break. I think then we're the first team that takes a two score lead. Big plays by Jawar Jordan, maybe a big turnover. And we do the thing where it's like we're not fully dominating, but we're never not in control during the second mm-hmm. half. And we end up coasting to a victory that's no anxious moments in the fourth quarter. I'm going to say Louisville wins this game 31-21. Okay. I mean, I think most fans would take that. That's a cover. It's I a, would take it. I mean, like people are going to be impressed by Jeff Brom in week one. Yeah. Jawar Jordan plays well. Jack Plummer plays well enough. The, some of the newcomers on the edge show a, a lot. Ashton Galati is is wrecking havoc in the backfield all night long and Toby the Seal is crying like the little itchy is. And then next week we can beat Murray State 70-3. to 70-3 to next week. We'll talk about next week when we get then there. Then we start talking about National Championship. Folks, we've been <laughs> waiting for this for so oh, long. I've been waiting for so long. It's finally here. Jeff is here. Football's here. Everybody enjoy We're your here. Friday nights. We'll be back celebrating hopefully a victory to start next week. Whew. Let's get this done. Thanks so much to Elk Run Golf Club for hosting us today. Thanks so much for for T.J. Walker and company for organizing this Big X Golf Scramble. It's been a fantastic day. Now it's time for this to be a fantastic night. Wherever you're going to watch the game, enjoy yourselves. Let's get this done. Go Cards. Let's go, baby. Beat Georgia Tech. We'll see you guys later. Go Cards. We give it to the people. Spread it across the country. Here we go back. This is the moment. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. So we put our hands up. Like the ceiling can